This is Gavin Verhey from Wizards of the Coast, and you're listening to Seven Land Hand. That's Seven Land Hand! Guilds of Ravnica, the first release in a series of three releases that are not a block, and this isn't the main set, although the three releases will be called the Guilds of Ravnica block. They're not related, uh, but they're all in the same world. In Guilds of Ravnica, it's autumn, which means there'll be more brown leaves than a poorly stocked campsite. Winter probably is coming, but like everything else, we'll have to wait until next year. In the meantime, this is Sevenland Hand. Scrunching around in dried leaves with the hedgehogs, it's Aaron Galgari Queen Graham. I can't wait for a, the the return to return to return to Ravnica set where mm. it's winter time. Yeah, that'd that be kind of cool. That'd yes, be no, gorgeous. We don't get very much of that. No, yeah. return to and, winter. And, and, and I mean, there's a big thing where you know the um, like Ravnica's a lot of the architecture is pretty. Who is this talking oh, to us yeah. about? That's Anthony Boris Legion. Anthony Lee. Anthony yeah. Lee. Uh, welcome. It's kind welcome. of What were you saying? Um, What's this oh. seasonal thing that we've got going on? Well, I, I think they they were looking for the, how to do the same world again. And if you're living in a cityscape mm. like, like Ravnica is, you can really change up the art direction incredibly by doing a kind of autumn feel to the artwork rather than everything just being perpetually sunny sunny or whatever kaladesh was very sunny very sunny yeah. and mm. they could honestly the, uh, the next time they go back to ravnica whenever it is five years in in the future they could do the because it's kind of slavic eastern european yeah, it looks like I mean, prague looks so much better in winter than summer right? yeah so, like, mm-hmm. um so yeah everything would just look like prague in winter yeah. i think that'd be gorgeous mm. oh innistrad perpetually rainy yep that's a rainy dreary the yeah. sun never shines there Theros, sunny, that's a sunny It's always one. sunny, yeah. Yeah, like Greece, right? Yeah. Kaladesh, always sunny, but Zendikar, like India summer. Yeah. Pretty much always shiny, sunny mm. there. Yeah, fair weather players, they've gone autumn. They must be spinning out at Wizards now, right? They go, it's not sunny. And we're not in Innistrad. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. Anyway, gentlemen, uh, we're back in Ravnica. They're uh, rolling out the big dice, cashing in on old ideas. Uh, what's, been, what's been geeky for you guys since last we spoke? Uh, bought a bought a store. Yeah, yep, a whole one, a whole store. Wow. Well, half of a store technically, well, with oh, someone. I bought yeah, we, with, we both bought a whole. We store. both bought a whole store together. Yeah, so and it's, we're and it's gonna be right great. Now. Yeah, we're poo- <laughs> that's <laughs> why we're glad Anthony's here and he's looking at some cards. So we're gonna find out about Guilds of Ravnica together because we haven't had time today. to to really delve deep. Homework. Anthony's gonna tell us all the answers <laughs> to so our that, homework <laughs> so that we can win at the pre-release events. Yeah, thank God that are coming up this weekend. It's important. You win a lot of packs at the pre-release. Yeah, <laughs> oh, so many Maybe packs. What else have you been doing? Though? Just out your geeky stuff. General, general uh, geek my, news. My closest teammate became world champion. So that was pretty good. At Magic mm-hmm. the Gathering, yeah. amazing! Yeah. Wow, Javi, yeah, yeah, Magic world champion. Did, did he? Did he get a certificate? Uh, he did uh, not, but he got a trophy that looks like the Infinity Gauntlet. So that was pretty good. Ooh, really? Yeah. Can you put it on funny. his hand? Uh, yeah, he actually tried. Were the colors <laughs> of the crystals the same colors as the five uh, Magic? Oh. I'm not actually sure because they're actually slightly off. Like the black one isn't a black one; it's like a purple one. So sure. maybe it is like the Infinity Stones. I don't know. Yeah. That, that'd be interesting. Weird for them to like try and make a timeless trophy and then just be like, "But everyone's really into the Avengers right now." Let's <laughs> make <laughs> it like it a big... it's, it's it's been that way since World oh, started. Re- oh. So they just got maybe, they just got rumbled by. Yeah, it. that's unlucky. <laughs> I'd like to like... see them just get one of those ribbons that you get when you're at primary school for we're coming first, <laughs> and they just pin it on your chest. Like Mark Rosewater hovels up and goes, well done. Just pins that on that your... That is not Mark Rosewater's your, voice. On your anorak. 
<laughs> yeah, he's a very squeaky voice. Yeah, I don't really know though because last year he came second, and this year he came first. So what does he do next year? Like, just... come third? Um, he... No, he's just got to it goes around. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, cycles. He's got to get all three. He's got. To, he's just running up and down the podium. <laughs> if someone, somebody somebody pins something to your anorak because uh, pretty nile on you, that'd be bad. That'd make yeah. a permanent hole. It'd make so a permanent like, yeah. hole, and the next time it rains. The hole would let water which in. in. Which oh, is, well, at least it won't rain until the next time we go back to rain. So maybe that's how you, if, if somebody comes into a building and it's raining outside and they've put their coat in the cloakroom and is they walk a, in. Is this a riddle? There's a, and there's, no, and there's a wet mark on the chest. You go, I think that guy's a world champion magic oh, player. Won, and he got the, he he got the badge. Down, if he sits down and asks you for a game, say no, he'll kill you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're only 50-50 God. to die. Yeah, <laughs> you, you're going to get crushed. Mm. Uh, yeah, uh, wh- wh- what else have I been doing? I've been playing Boundless, which is a massively multiplayer Minecraft. Mm. It's been really great. I think you talk about that on the next podcast. Which How we, can you possibly which, know what I will talk about on the next yet. podcast? We've not even recorded it yet. Oh, there's one. There's one coming up called Gloomhaven. We're gonna, um, yeah. Oh, I have to come back and record that, and then I'll talk about Boundless. Yeah, do that then. And Overcooked Two oh, spoilers. Overcooked, and too. yeah. Oh, what was the other thing Netflix news? Netflix news. Yeah, we blew it. Yeah. What we've done, listener, is we're recording this one, so it's coming out Friday. The magic of the internet. <laughs> and we recorded Gloomhaven two nights ago, so we're, we're two for oh, three. So that's how you know. Two for three nights of recording podcasts and setting up stores, so we're very tired. I might die. Mm. But Eventually. If it, oh, yeah. After this segment. <laughs> we all will. After this segment, I think we'll have a beer and we'll all chirp up just a little bit. Mm. <laughs> uh, you can just have the beer now if you want. We we can. Uh, <laughs> That's very true. So there's no Buster Booster or anything like that today. No magic quizzes. No nothing like that. We'll be back in a fortnight to do all of that sort of nonsense and have a bit of fun. What we want to get to through today is Guilds of Ravnica. You listen to this so that you can bust some packs at a pre-release and have a pretty good idea about what you're looking at or you know what the guilds are, what the guilds do, blah blah blah, and you're pew, firing away. With probably uncommons and commons that are going to pack a punch because you may never see the rares or the mythics. Yeah, um, you, you're going to probably play your rares and mythics, but the the, the big beef mm. of your deck is going to be uh, in those seeded guild packs, which are mostly commons and uncommons. Yeah, and then the other ones that kind of synergize. With but the we rest want to avoid the, the whole purpose behind the pre-release preparation podcast is that we want to avoid yammering on about a single super bomb mythic rare or rare and then when you get to these events you just never see it you might <laughs> even play against it you know you just can't wait to open a niv mizzet play four pre-releases don't get an is it pack don't open a niv mizzet yeah have a bad time or don't do that or if you, you do yeah i wouldn't <laughs> uh, yeah or even if you do and you put it in your deck you don't never draw it that can happen as well mm. but you will see commons and commons so we should talk about them. Lovely. Um, all right. If there's any, has, you, has anyone else, have you got any friends that have won anything at a world level this week? Ooh. Or in the last few days? Maybe not in the week, because obviously there will be some hits there. Ooh, uh, not off the top of my head. I have a friend whose friend um, oh, yeah. won. Oh, he's here. Nah, yeah. let's, not talk, oh. let's not bring that up now. Nah, Is that Anthony's friend? That took me a moment. <laughs> yeah, it's Anthony's friend. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, right. <laughs> All right, well, let's, uh, let's stop right here, uh, play a bit of musical interlude, and get straight into the good stuff. Oh, welcome back. Mmm. Mmm. Guilds. Yeah. Oh, I mean, oh, sorry, guilds. Guilds. Um, okay, so we've got this. It's not related to any other set, but mm, they've just given us five guilds this time around, I They've understand. done a very strict... Yeah. yeah. They've, uh, Maybe more are coming. Like, last time they did the, all the allied coloured ones in the first one, right? Azor- Azorius... Selesnia. Yeah, 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 I think they did. Mm. 
But this, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, this yeah. time through, we've got five of the guilds, which uh, we'll just give you a quick run over what the color combinations are and uh, what each of the mechanics are, uh, because they've all got their own little way of working in within the game, right? Yeah, so they've, they've really um, tried to... Each time they've done Ravnica, they've really kind of refreshed the guilds, given them a new or, or given them an existing keyword to kind of make them have their own uh, specific identity. So they have five keywords that are um, attached to each of these guilds they, they've, they've tried to do that sort of flavor and theme around the guilds as well like they've got a, a quiz on wizards yeah, where uh-huh. you can go and do a you know it's like a right, personality test whatever, and, yeah hmm. yeah and it'll tell you what guild you're in yep. or if you need to go and do some scientology <laughs> yeah what would the scientology guild uh, well the leader would be tom cruise tom would cruise be really would be the uh, planeswalker it'd be the runner i guess <laughs> um in this set uh the featured guilds are Yes. Boros. Ooh, that's the... Which yeah, is red, white. So, oh, sorry, before I go into any more of the guilds, uh, each of the colors is represented by two guilds. So two they've colors. Kept two it, Well, each that's of the colors is represented by two different guilds. So there's oh, an right, even yes. even mix b- yes. between all the sets, even though it's not like a all right. allied or all enemy colors. So hmm. uh, the first red featuring guild is Boros, which is red, white. Um, their keyword is uh, mentor. Okay. Which we'll explain in a moment. Yep. Uh, blue red is it? Their keyword is jumpstart. Mm-hmm. There's also Demir, House Demir, the blue black guild. Their keyword is surveil. Uh, black green, Golgari, the very graveyard themed uh, guild. Their uh, keyword is undergrowth. And yep. green white, uh, his, the only one with Selesnia, is the only one with a returning mechanic, which is convoke. Convoke. Okay, so these have all got uh, the, their own color combinations, and so we're going to see a lot of land that's going to support these um, support these color combinations in the in the game as well. Yep. So, um, so Ravnica is tip- typically a very heavy multicolored set. You yeah. see quite a lot more gold cards per pack than you would in any other um, set that you've seen in recent years. Because uh, these cards are all there to support the guilds' mm. um, color combinations. Yep. Yeah. Mm. And and all and it's it's not a huge leap. You're not going to see any really any mono coloured decks whilst we're playing guilds of Ravnica. It's going to be pretty much mostly two combination yeah, combination it, decks. The the way that the set is built is is very much leading you down a, a path to play heavy mm. two colour decks. I hope that there's sp- no basic lands in this. Like there's no. Just right, every pack lines. has a gate, uh, which is a land that taps for. It comes into play tap and taps for one of, of two colors. Yeah. Uh, okay, uh, there's a there's, so there's five of those gates, and there's one more gate that taps for any color. You can get one of those gates in every pack, mm. yeah. rather than the basic. There's no land, basic, yeah. no basics. So what are the mechanics that are going to these guilds going to hammer cool. out? Do you want to do you want to tell us what mentor yeah. does, Anthony? Uh, <clears throat> when a creature with mentor attacks, uh, you can put a plus one plus one counter on another attacking creature that has less power than the mentor. Oh, it's less power than mental. Less power. Which less fits into the Boros, as far as I remember it, from Return to Ravnica, which is very aggressive, very right. haste, mm-hmm. very just do, do your damage and get out of there, right? Yeah, so their mechanic before was Battalion, which was when this creature and two other creatures attack, mm-hmm. um, then get bonus. So this time, uh, let's just examine what it does. So it's when it attacks, so it has to, yeah. it's an attack trigger. So obviously it's going to be um, a more aggressive strategy. Uh, and then you put a plus one, plus one counter. No, and just any creature has to be another attacking creature that has less power. So immediately our eye is, sorry, our attention is drawn to the fact that you have to have 
your mental creature and a smaller creature out. Mm. So this is like a this is going to tend towards like a go wide. Yeah, because kind of right? you're going to get you're going to get this. You're going to trigger this one a lot easier than you did in Return to Ravnica. But how many times can you do it? Because once you've leveled all your other creatures up, if they're all staying alive, then everyone's going to plateau and the, you swing it again. There's no one to put a plus one plus one counter on mm-hmm. it because it's a counter and it's going to stay. Yep. And it can't put it on, on itself, obviously. So it never uh, gets the, bigger. the creature with Mentor is in danger of getting blocked and, and getting killed. Mm. Uh, but hopefully you can, if it has flying or something else has flying, you can kind of get your plus one, plus one counter and then stick them. Like there's a few ways to, to get your yeah. Mentor creatures well, past. Yeah, you usually don't need to trigger it very many times, I think. Like if you've done it a few times, then if, if you've gotten to the point where all your things are so large that you can't, resolve a mental trigger anymore i think you're probably going to win anyway because that involves yeah. being able to attack with the same thing over and over again i was gonna say because it's going to yeah. come in with a certain power and toughness which yeah. is only going to allow it to live so long within the game right. if it keeps on, on so swinging i think if in. you've hit them that many times you're like it's fine the game's going to end anyway yeah mm-hmm. so. you're happy with that yeah uh what's next is it yes and it is yeah <clears throat> I was trying to avoid saying I'm that. so sorry. <laughs> um, is it is the blue-red uh, guild, very spell-focused in the past. Um, the last time it was here, it had a overload, which was you could turn a single target spell into something that hit all targets instead of, of, the, of the relevant thing. Uh, in this set, it has a mechanic called Jump Start, which is a graveyard instant and sorcery mechanics so if a spell with jump start is in your graveyard you can uh cast it by exile ex- uh, discarding a card discard from your a hand card and exile the card uh, mm, yeah. Dis- uh yeah uh exile the card from your graveyard discard another card from your hand and pay the mana cost of the spell in your graveyard so it's like flashback except you also have <clears> to uh the, the cost is always the same as the the, the first cost that you pay mm, the cost uh, of the card mm-hmm. mm, yeah. and um you have to discard a card from your hand. How does this fit into the the theme of of is it then? Because that's the with the Niv Mizzet is the champion of of this guild, right? Mm-hmm. It's the the main dragony kind of dude. Yeah, like like Niv Mizzet. If if you have him out, uh, like you can cut. So the recurring theme at common and uncommon is whenever you cast an instant or sorcery, do X. And with every jumpstart card, you get the first half when you play the instant or sorcery from your hand, and then you get the second ah, thing. Yeah, so the idea is that you get enough uh, instant and sorceries uh, to trigger your spells, which is usually a problem. So, for example, like you have to put a bunch of lands in your deck, mm. but those lands never help you trigger yes. your Gotta Snap Your Murmuring Mystic or whatever. So it's going to be uh, spell-heavy. So if you're playing, uh, is it you're looking at having lots of instant sorceries, that kind of stuff? Is that we're going to work better for I think it's for not you? going to work out that way, but I think not? it's how they designed it. Oh, <laughs> yeah, okay. it's, it, like, it's, it's one of those ones where they go, hey, we're going to reward you for putting lots of instants and sorceries in your deck. Yeah. If you're doing that, it means you're not putting creatures in your deck, and you very rarely kill someone with just instants and sorceries. Mm. Uh, ne- almost never. Uh, in, in Limited especially, which is you're going to be playing a lot of Sealed. In this, it's going to couple because they give you uh, a good thing to do in the late game when, you, when you're when you flooding out and you have a, you draw land and you can play a Jumpstart card from your graveyard for almost no cost because you just discard that extra land. Yeah. But also they'll multiple trigger your whenever you cast an instant or sorcery, do X. But you shouldn't be leaning your whole deck on 
that happening unless you have a pretty... So there's still control early and then get something big happening later on? Is that, is that uh, how you're going to win? I don't think so. I think, that, I, I think that's kind of how they intended it, but I think yeah. Izzet's actually going to play a more, as a more aggressive guild. Yeah. And I think out of all the guilds, I think with Izzet you won't care as much about its actual printed mechanic. You have to work a little bit differently with Izzet, but I guess it kind of works for a guild-flavored the way the Izzet are, so... Mm. They're very clever. Yeah, they're meant to be you know, yeah. clever experiments, uh, scientists. Mm-hmm. That sort of Talking thing. about smug git, N- Niv Mizzet looks... It always is, looks a real proper smug git, doesn't yeah. he? Yeah, it does. really Speaking very... of which, Rao Zarek, their, their guild leader, also a giant smug yeah. git, so... Yeah. Everyone loves the Izzet. For smug gizzet. <laughs> git. Yeah. Demir! Uh, Blue-black. What, now, what, what are those this, boys up to? <laughs> now, this, uh, this guild has been... Pretty pretty underwhelming in the past. They're like the guild that's hidden in the shadows and, <laughs> yeah, and stays there. Yeah, and they, yeah, and they much, yeah. sure stay there. In the past, they have given them two mechanics. One of them was transmute, which is like you can discard this card and, and get a get a thing. Cost, yeah. yeah, card of yeah. the same cost, which just doesn't have anything really to do with a secret shadowy guild. And then the second time it was Cypher. So you had to have lots of creatures in play. You'd play a Cypher spell and then you could encode the Cypher spell on the creature so that when it hit a player, you could cast it again from exile. It was just like so many hoops to jump through mm. and they realized that it was pretty breakable. So they didn't put it on anything too powerful. And so it's just like, eh, like no uh. yeah. Um, so this time they return with Surveil, Surveil, which is another thing that doesn't really <laughs> do, work do much. Well, it's, oh, really? it's, it's powerful, but it's yeah. just tacked onto a bunch of other spells. But they have Watery Grave as their land Watery card. Grave. It's always a classic um, mm. you know, piece of art. Always one of my favorites. Water, uh, return, to really nice. yeah, return, return to Ravnica. Return to Ravnica, Watery Grave. Very Ooh. nice. Uh, uh, the, yeah, so the Demir <laughs> mechanic is Surveil, which yeah. is... Like Scry, except you can put it in the graveyard instead. Yeah, uh, so you look at the look library. at the top X cards of your deck. So to surveil two, you look at the top two cards of your library. You put any number of them into your graveyard, and then the rest on top of your library in any order. Hmm. So this guild. So is that going to be useful if you're hauling stuff out of your graveyard? Yeah. So that's the that's the upside of of this one. Uh, it's it's. It's very similar to Scry, except instead of putting it on the bottom of your deck, which is practically unusable, yeah. you're putting them into your graveyard, which is now a resource that you can use. Cool. Um, so the Demir commons and uncommons that kind of interact with this, there's a few at uncommon and common which say when this is put into your graveyard from your library... Do X, I, I would recommend very much not. Yeah, there's no, there's, I think there's no commons, one uncommon, one rare. Oh, the black uncommon and yeah, Nakamiba? One, one uncommon, one rare. Yeah. Oh, okay, I, I wouldn't recommend putting them in your deck at all. The That's just a, a bit of a, a trap, I think. Yeah. Well, why would they set up a guild to do this and then not support it? Uh, there, there, are, there are actual, uh, so th- those are the ones that trigger off being put into Being put a, into it graveyard but there are other cards that trigger when you surveil so mm-hmm. uh, uh in this set i think the relevant ones are the uncommon creatures uh thoughtbound phantasm and dimia spybug so, so how do they work they're, if they're on the battlefield, on the and, battlefield you and you surveil they get a plus one plus one counter mm, right. and i think those are very strong payoffs so there's not many surveil payoffs but the ones that do exist are very good mm-hmm. um mm. but the other thing is that surveil kind of does something by itself like you could put Surveil cards in any deck, and they're pretty good. Like, you would put Scry cards in any deck, so you can yeah. just do this, and it's fine. Yeah. Um, this also has some cross synergy as well. Like, we just talked about Jumpstart. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, if you surveil a card with jumpstart into your graveyard, that's a free spell that you have. Hmm. So yeah, I was wondering yeah. what the what how much you can lean on other guilds and within. And yeah, that's how that that's looks. a really interesting thing. You to, use the shared the shared color as your sort of your axis between swinging yes. between. Yeah, one so color hy- and hypothetically, if you're playing, well, I will talk about this a bit later with the cross guild mm. synergy and what you want your sealed decks to be looking like. Uh, if you are playing a base blue or, or like a blue black deck and splashing some blue uh, red. Uh, sorry, <laughs> some um, some jumpstart cards, okay. and you've got lots of surveil. Mm. Then you've got a way to to use like both mechanics of the guilds. Because there's um, going to be lots of fixing around with these guild gates everywhere, right? Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. So in your sealed pool, you'll definitely have at least six guild gates. So are we going to be That's valuing so guild many. gates? Uh, initially, when guild gates came out, we thought, oh, this is the worst, and then they became really popular, didn't they? Uh, well, I think yeah. because there's a few things that pay you off for putting lots of guild gates uh, in your deck. Yeah. But also, they are just great fixing for draft and limited. I'll play like so many guild gates, and and we I played some Khans of Tarkir draft recently where they had triple card lands and uh, practically guild gates at common, and I just take them take them all all over the place right. because you just want a stable mana base. I never want to lose to getting the wrong color mm. of mana. Mm. Uh, Golgari, green, uh, black, and mm. they're they're sporting uh, undergrowth. Which, right. So each of their undergrowth cards has a temporary effect based on how many creature cards are in your graveyard when the effect happens. Mm-hmm. Right. So um, this one's a little bit different to the others because it's not always the same. But I'll just read off one of the uh, yeah, that's w- one of the undergrowth cards. So Izoni Thousand Eyed is a legendary creature at rare. Uh, two black, black, green, green. Two, three. Undergrowth. When Izoni Thousand Eyed enters a battlefield, create a one-one black and green insect creature token for each creature card in your graveyard. Now, this isn't a keyword. It's actually an ability word, which uh, is a a way of saying it doesn't act... Undergrowth doesn't actually have any rules text. It's just a signifier. It's like landfall. Mm. It doesn't do anything itself because it does a different thing every time. So undergrowth always counts how many creatures are in your graveyard uh, and then does a thing based on that effect. So there's lots of different cards with undergrowth that do very different things. Unlike, for example, Jumpstart and Surveil always do the same thing, Mm -hmm. whereas undergrowth could mean lots of different things. You've got to read the card to find out. Mm -hmm. You can see, uh, was Amara, what was her last name? Tandrist? Amara Tandrist. Has she she lifted a game in this set? She sure has. Oh, good. She's not a seven matter, five, seven anymore (laughs) or whatever. (laughs) <coughs> so uh, undergrowth there are quite a few things to help you load up your graveyard with uh this with... has got a lot of excitement hasn't it people are very mm. excited about golgari yeah um there's lots of cool ways to to put stuff into your graveyard uh there's kind of things to get back from your graveyard there's lots of um mm. like graveyard synergy stuff and as we saw with surveil and with jumpstart you've got reasons to be dumping stuff in your graveyard Anyway, and this counts your creatures rather than your instants or sorceries. Mm. Discussion point. Uh, do people get excited about things like Golgari because of the perceived value that they see in a set rather than the perceived play value? The, the money value? I mean, the cards are expensive because no, people because... want to play them. <laughs> no, because oh, yeah, it but be not fun like fun to fun. play. Very rarely fun. Oh, well, I guess commander cards are an exception to that rule. Uh... Hmm. Yes. 
is the answer. <laughs> I th- I, but I also think, for example, I could see a lot of people, for example, wanting to pick Golgari because they're more likely to open a specific expensive card. Mm. But I think that ultimately doesn't work because if you could pick a like a more playable sealed guild, and if that on average is worth one more win than picking Golgari, I would I would definitely take two packs of Guild of Ravnica than like having mm-hmm. a better seeded pack. You yeah. know, so I think that doesn't really make sense. I think play value is still going to be the most important thing. And you know, if yeah, you just don't want to play Golgari because you don't like playing with graveyard cards then don't do it like it's not really mm-hmm. worth it to I think I'd rather yeah. go to a pre-release play it and have a great time yeah just play and whatever, if someone yeah. says wow you've got junk and you haven't got any value in that and okay, but I just had a great time I just yeah, had I mean, three I, hours yeah, played yeah, some totally. great great never really games. made sense to me like people trying to min-max like mm. yeah. decisions if, yeah if you, if you just get hammered the whole day but then you walk out and they go oh but I got a $20 card yeah okay yeah right. Uh, also, just a PSA for people who are yeah, picking Golgari. <laughs> you can't even get... You can. I know what you're going to say. You can. Oh, oh, you can. Yeah. I've been told by like two or three people that no, you I can't. Mean, they're li- literally on the limited... Uh, what are we talking LR, about, guys? The loading ready run. Oh, someone people, opened it in their seated they, pack? They actually did open it. So. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, We're talking about... Ass- never mind. Assassin's Trophy. Yeah. Assassin's, Assassin's Trophy. trophy. Yeah. Yeah. Which is the, the green black... Uh, Destroyed oh, yeah. target permanent. It has the worst art. <laughs> but you get to draw it's, a card. Yeah, it's really bad. It's real ugly. You get, to, you get to put a land into play from your deck. Oh, you get to put a land yeah. into play from yeah. your deck. Well, uh, and some people don't play basic lands in their deck, so, you know, you mm. just get to kill a thing. Uh, Selesnia. Uh, so, so we, are we, we're 100%. You can get it in your pre-release pack. Yeah. Yep. Uh, that's bad news. This is for a uh, later, Shh, later it's discussion. Fine, it's fine. It's okay. It's for, fine. Sure, are we going to have a whinge about guild packs at a later. pre-release? Yeah. <laughs> uh, we'll finish up Selesnia, green-white. Uh, they're sporting com- Convoke. Mm-hmm. Uh, how does that work? Uh, your creatures can help you cast this spell. So uh, when you cast the spell with the Convoke, you can tap any number of creatures, and each of them provides a mana of their color towards the cost of the oh, spell. Oh, is that mana of their color? I yeah. thought it was colorless. Yeah, yeah I mean, A lot of people no, no. have thought that. I don't know why. I mean, I guess because oh. it's kind of ma- everything else is kind of like that. I, yeah. I read it today. Uh, they just like, had delve, their... like, like Delve, you can't pay for the colored mana cost of a thing. Right, or oh, Improvise. Mm. And, and Improvise as well. Oh, okay, right. Okay, yeah. so that's mm. where that comes. No, but Convoke, mm-hmm. you can play. So your spells oh. can end up being free. That's wow. a pretty big difference. Yeah, that is that is a huge. Difference. Uh, so let's talk about like the 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 an example of this, which is the siege. Siege worm is the iconic. Siege worm yeah. uh, is just five green green seven seven trample. It's five five. Oh yeah, yeah, it is. I'm thinking of the other one. The big worm, dustdale worm. That doesn't oh. have convoke. It doesn't. It sure doesn't have convoke. <laughs> but I thought that it was a seven mana seven. You're going seven. down a wormhole. It's a yeah. seven, it's a five green green for a five five convoke trample and, and so if you have four lands and three creatures out uh, two of which are green either the lands or the creatures yeah. you can tap all of them and play a seven drop creature which for a five five up so the, the the difference in the the power and toughness and the spell cost is in the fact that it's convoke and you can pay it you can get it out right yeah so yeah. usually you wouldn't be very happy with a seven mana five five but no. the fact that you could potentially play this on turn four if you go creature 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 play yeah. a fourth land drop play tap all four of your lands in your three creatures play a a five five sounds That's like you're just going to be getting that. power and toughness on the sort of the turn value anyway and you're going to have to tap half of your dudes just to get it well i mean the other thing convoke does it lets you cast multiple spells in one turn because you can tap summoning sick creatures to help you pay for convoke mm-hmm. which is a big part oh, okay. of convoke yeah, yeah so if you pay a, if you cast so for example if you're going to convoke a spell on a turn a one mana creature is basically free 
because it just you, you can't you pay one man to cast it, then it makes a man. And then you use it to cast the so, next. So convoke isn't just yes. about huge things. It's also sometimes it lets you get ahead on uh, mana in the mm. short term as well. Mm. And it's and Slesnia does it cares about cares about width, like width, like getting oh, lots of, width. Lots of uh, yeah, so uh, you so like. The, the way in which you break the, the cool thing that I said, which is turn one creature, turn two creature, turn three creature, play a, a great worm. If one of those spells happens to make two creature bodies, then you're ahead I, of the I would, I would say, again, that's the way it's kind of designed and how Convoke has worked in previous sets, but mm. it probably doesn't play that way in Guilds of Ravnica. Mm-hmm. There are basically no playable token makers, which mm. is right. very strange. And, but there's anyway, there's, a, there's a bunch that yeah. trigger on, like, death death abilities. Yeah, there's like there's a Hunter Witness, right? Uh, there's Hunter Witness and there's Green Green White White makes two two twos when it comes into play, I, but that's it's not really that convoking now. That's just a big it's just a big really big old game. thing. Yeah, well, yeah. that was quite a big thing, wasn't it? In Ravnica, I'm sure it was around Ravnica. There was a, there was a, a previous of... core set that had convoke, and that one you made tokens and then tapped them to. I was make. just thinking mm-hmm. in Ravnica yeah. there was a lot of token making, wasn't there? Oh uh, yeah, the previous decent. one had populate, which which duplicated yeah. a token in place. Yes, that's mm-hmm. what I'm um, so I like that they've gone for something different, but I would not play Selesnya in this set like it was. Like the previous two sets have been previous two Ravnica blocks have had. So that's going to be about tokens. But I think in this set, it's just about big creatures. It's much more like a normal green-white. Normal green. Yeah. So specifically. All right. So yeah. if we go, go for, going for specifics with the gold cards, they're going to they they're going to give you a hint about what we've just talked about, how the mechanics are going to work and what the guilds are going to want to do. What are we seeing out there that catches your eye in the, um, in the gold so, card area? So we kind of just like... In, in gold cards, they get to do a lot more of what the the two like, like in a conventional set you'd just do what each of the two colors do mm. the reward for you uh playing those together. two colors is you get a slightly more powerful card and this set is full of them um so you've got something like uh golgari find broker which is an uncommon in golgari it costs a black black green green for a three four it's a four mana three four if you can cast it mm-hmm. uh it says when it enters a battlefield return target permanent card from your graveyard to your hand that's that's very powerful. That's like a modern modern playable ish in in Eternal Witness. Um, it's it's got a big body. Uh, it's it, I don't know. Like you can use it to loop back copies of itself. So it's like a big grave digger yeah. thing. Um, th- that's a really really powerful payoff for you dumping random stuff in your graveyard. But it also is just a great reward for you playing regular Magic. Just the right. cost and cast uh, casting. Uh, so with costs. this casting cost specifically, it'll be quite hard to cast them on turn four. But uh, assuming yeah. that you are that you have a couple of guild gates and your basic land count is roughly even, yeah. you could probably count them as about a turn six card. And hey, maybe you get lucky and you can play it on... You don't have to get super lucky, but you've got to be a bit lucky to play them on turn four. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's that's how it's seen most of the cards. So mm-hmm. there's there's a cycle of these cards that have that cost two colored mana of the two guilds colors. So there's a black, black, green, green card, a blue, blue, black, black card, a red, red, and so on. Yeah. Um, so those cards are... You, yeah, you can, when, you, when you're building out your curve, you're not going to put them in your four drop slot because pretty ambitious to class it on turn right. is that, that even though there's a lot of gold cards there's not enough of them that you're probably going to see i would say a that number of them that they'll be able to put them all into one deck you're going to look at no, like I think two so. two three gold cards and yeah maybe you have two or three but i think yeah. in this set so i think normally with most sets what determines the color pairs is what kind of synergies you can put together yeah i wouldn't say the gold cards are hit in this set i think they're basically just the real you know the real kick that way yeah but you should probably like, find your best gold cards and play that guild basically they're mm. a really big flag you should oh play okay these really yeah, yeah. I'd say but the the main engine is still going to be your just your single color cards or your, no your i think gold the gold cards. cards are just so much more powerful that i kind of want to 
play those. But that's going to design. That's going to push you in how you what you design your deck around. If you get yeah. good the gold cards, you can go right. I'm going to build it around there. But you're still going to be doing it with the monocolored cards. Oh yeah, that's yeah gonna the, be the main the engine. Filler, that's the, gonna, the filler cards. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Still, yeah. And there's, there's the obviously deck. still very good cards that are not not, not gold cards. But I think. Well, I mean, you can only play those single color cards in different combinations. So the gold ones, gold cards are the ones that tell you which one of those combinations you end up playing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So right. it'd be quite hard to play like a not guild color combination. So I'm not going to play like blue white in sealed, for example, because I mean, if I have good blue cards, I I can probably I'll probably have very good blue black or yeah. Blue and red and and this de- and this set seems even more kind of signposted towards you playing specific the guild color combinations because of these really constrictive. Mm. Mana cost like you can't cast red, red, white, white in a three-ish color deck because you just will never be able to cl- yeah. cast this. Yeah. Um, but in like Return to Ravnica, it was pretty signposted, but it wasn't as it, there were no costs like this in that entire set. And I drafted that set like 50, 60 times, and I drafted a non-guild color pair one time. <laughs> oh, at the end of the format, is actually good to draft Boros. Mm, yeah, I've drafted yeah, Boros in, in RTR, yeah. yeah. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I think that's not very likely for that stuff to come, and I definitely wouldn't be trying to do that at a pre-release, especially yeah. because of the seeded pack. That's a very good way to make sure that you have like yeah. good cards in that one color. Mm-hmm. So I think in the past, uh, like for the previous Ravnica blocks, I often didn't play whatever guild I picked for my pack. Um, but I think for this set, you're more likely to do so. So like yeah. if you, if you say, I'm, if you get a Golgari pack, you're more likely to just play Golgari and yeah, sealed, yeah. for example. So this is going to be a bit misleading where it was in, uh, playing pre-release sealed can be a little bit of a guide to how you might put together a, like a draft, a good draft deck, right? You know, you, this I, is yes. going to be different to this. I would say, see, I would say, so for example, in the last couple of sets, draft and sealed have been like different, but not radically so. Yeah. Uh, like, but this will be, this, right? I think they're yeah. basically just going to be totally different formats. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is good. It's good to have a, a, a sealed format, which is... Or two sealed formats. I mean, that's, that, that means you just get to play more formats. That's fun. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, split cards are back as well. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, have you got some cards that you wanted to... Notable mentions in the gold card? Uh, I, I mean, uh, the, the ones that are un- uncommon, that they, they don't ever print these split cards at common because they're very, very complicated. So, so split cards are, are back. Uh, mm. You can't fuse them like you could in Dragon's Maze where you like meld the two sides of the card together. This is classic split cards. So it's two mini cards on a... Uh, on one card and they have names like integrity intervention or invert invent and discovery dispersal Uh, and each of the two sides has a different cost and a completely different effect and when they're in your hand you can play either side of them Uh, in this set the shtick is that the left side is a smaller combat trick or like a small effect for like one or two mana and always with hybrid mana costs which can be paid with either red or white oh, so it's right. like yeah, the so it's a one mana cost card but like you can pay red or got, white yes. for it yeah. uh, and then the other side is just a, a, a two color um, spell which is a bit more powerful yeah. um, so let's have a look at something like integrity intervention on the first card integrity it's red hybrid white so you can pay for red or white mana target creature gets plus two plus two until end of turn I'd play this in like like as a as a cheap combat trick in in most of my limited decks because it's just cheap it can fit in your curve uh and then intervention is the other side which is two red white for an instant deals three damage to any target and you gain three life so this is a wall uh, well like lightning helix but it costs four in limited you're going to play this all the time hmm. but would you would you play this in a deck 
where you would only have the first one? Like, would you, are you playing one mana for a plus two, plus two? Mm, it depends. I, I kind of envisioned Izzet is a pretty aggressive guild, so I could see mm-hmm. playing Integrity and Izzet. Mm-hmm. I don't think I'd play it in Selesnya just as a white card. So. Yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I yeah. think that's about it. Um, so, like, in a red-white deck, this is a slam dunk because you get both the flexibility right. of uh, of Integrity and, and then if you need to win combat that on turn one or two or, or three or... 10, 2, or 3, probably. Um, and then you can intervention something right afterwards. Mm. Uh, it's just having the versatility in- instead. Yeah. Because, Sorry. you know, you, mm-hmm. you pick one of these because you want one side and you foresee yourself using right. that side. And when it's in your hand, there might be just that opportunity where you'll go, actually, if I do... Yeah, but the, with, the, with, the, with a few of these now. cards, I would, uh, rem- I would remind players that hybrid really is hybrid. So even though it looks like it's a red-white card. You can play it without white matter. You can play yeah. Integrity mm-hmm. Intervention. You can play Discovery Dispersal in a deck that doesn't have black or doesn't have blue, and mm-hmm. that's fine as well. You, you have a less powerful card, but uh, in a lot of these cases, the split card is actually playable by itself. Yeah. So, let me sorry, the left half of the card. Yeah, so, the weak yeah, side. Yeah. All right, cool, cool. Yeah. Um, what, this, some of the, when the cards, uh, certain cards have watermarks on them, what's the deal with that? So watermarks are just a way of them... Like, it doesn't have any rules meaning. All that it really means is that this is a thing that represents that guild very well. So they're not going to put it on a random red card that deals, say, say Lava Coil, which is one in a red sorcery, deals four damage to target creature. If it would die this turn, exile. Instead, it's not That's particularly... It's a red card. It's just a red card. So it's mm-hmm. not particularly Boros. It's not particularly Is it? It's just a red card. But in all of the... Um, uh, the the actual just red and white cards that do Boros right. things. So every every it's every gold card mm. and every card that has the guild's mechanic. So for example, yeah. every card that yeah. has surveil, even if it's not a gold card, will have the Dimir watermark. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. so that's just signposting that this is the sort of thing I that think we're it's trying on- to tell you that this guild's gonna. I think it's just about. aesthetic, honestly. It just looks yeah. nice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> like when you play a Dimio deck, all your cards have this cool watermark on them. You know. Yeah. Um, yeah. Exactly. Like, and you, you, it, it, it's again this this big identity which comes associated with Guild of Ravnica. Um, you feel like you're doing is it stuff. All your things have an is it watermark on them. You feel clever for putting all the is it cards yeah. in your deck or, or whatever. I think it's cool. Mm, but I'm, yeah. I'm sure I'll go to the, the Anthony Lee Brains Trust here. You obviously don't just scoop together all the ones with the watermark on them and shove them all together mm, and think know, this I is going to rock. I mean, you don't just do that, but I feel like if you did that, it wouldn't be terrible. <laughs> it, yeah, like it's, <laughs> really? it's not, it's not yeah. bad, yeah. So like super newbie players, if you just want to do yeah, that. Yeah, I honestly, you I honestly gonna... think like Guilds of Ravnica is very good for those newer players. I think even more so than the core set. Mm. Like, because like, with the core set, you have to make a lot of tough decisions with like pairing cards together. But I think with Guilds of Ravnica, like, I don't think your deck will be that bad if you actually just yeah. play all the watermark cards. Mm. So, Which is yeah. it, it's right. actually kind of perfect because it gives you something past the the you, you like I really like white. I just play white decks. Mm. Now it's like you always play green white decks and if you jammed a bunch of green white cards from the set together, they'll all work and you'll find cool little yeah. synergies and stuff with them. Yeah. I think it's a really good thing they do with design. And uh and they've done a really cool thing with um uh, <laughs> a, a lizard is crawling a, across a lizard, the podcast. A real lizard is. Oh, that's really cool. It's big. It's a big skink thing. That's the one that must have come in. In the. <laughs> it is. Look at his smug little face. <laughs> I've never seen a lizard that big before. 
They come bigger than that, the skinks that you could get. Have you not seen a big like skink like this in your oh, backyard? Like very, very <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, hey, we're recording a podcast. Yeah, <laughs> wow, we. Um, so, anyway, impervious grapeworm is the biggest lizard on Ravnica. <laughs> yeah. um, no, so, I, I think that it's a really good thing to give new players, and it's why they're really leaning hard into this guild kit, um, guild booster kind of thing. Because when people are starting Magic, they go, So, I'm playing a green deck. Do I just get green cards in yeah, this booster? Tough, and yeah. I go, no, they're random. You may yeah. get zero green cards in there. Yeah. So now it's a good way for them to just get into magic and you go, I just want to get a green-white booster. Well, I mean, I you can get that, a green-white booster. I remember booster. that. Well, like, like, um, well, yeah, Return of Ravnica came out. So I started around Avacyn Restored, mm-hmm. played M13. And at that stage, I'm still thinking, right, mono decks. That's yeah. all. I've got a black mm-hmm. deck. I was going to say I've got a blue deck. I don't think that happened. <laughs> and then Return of the Ravnica came out, and I'm like, they're forcing me to play two colors here. I'm mm. having to think yeah. about this a little bit harder. So it's... It's know. actually the opposite, yeah. They just kind of like... It's, it's pretty easy to do. And mm. honestly, I think it's even not just for the new players, but a lot of people, you know, it's pretty, it's pretty casual. It's kind of nice to like just turn into a pre-release and... Not to just stress too much about what colors you're playing. They just kind yeah. of, I mean, like, it, it's pretty laid out for you, and that's kind of good as well. It yeah. just makes it less stressful. I think that's not necessarily a bad thing. So. Mm. Yeah. I had, um, I had friends come uh, for the first Magic event they'd played in ages to the Khans of Tarkir pre-release. Yeah, well, that mm-hmm. would have been a misery. Which yeah. would have been, like, <laughs> for me, an established player who loves playing multicolor and building, like, d- disgusting mana bases and playing five-color and sealed, to come along and just be like... Whoa! There's like this two-color black-white warriors cards, and I've got all these like crazy lands that produce three colors, two colors, three colors, two colors, and then I'm trying to play these three-color cards, but also there's one-color cards, and you can mix uh, mechanics from all three different things. Yeah. It's just like it's too much, and like it's so much. Like even as like I am a very competitive player, obviously, but like I also didn't really like the cards release because. Everyone was struggling with it. Everyone yeah, was playing really, very slowly. Yeah, real difficult. Because it was just too difficult. Whereas mm-hmm. I think I kind of like that Guilds of Ravnica because it's gone completely the opposite direction. So, yeah. I mean, it's still, it's still magic. I'm not saying the game is like completely dumbed down by this, but like, mm. I think it's good. You know? Yeah, so, I, know, I, know, I, just, yeah I like it. I mean, that's why I like going back to Corsets as a casual player, just because you can just intuitively play. You know, you just you yeah. know, put decent cards in your hand and then it's like uh, you just make some you know, good decisions as you go through. Yeah. You know, I, I, you're I, I, I calculate think this master plan every single time. I think Guilds is probably like more corset than M19. So, yeah. You know, yeah mm-hmm. I think you'll like it. Yeah. I was really <laughs> struggling in M19 and this yeah. seems like it's going to pay me off for sticking to a path and doing it, doing it well yeah. in draft or, or playing a tight sealed like... Uh, two color deck with a solid splash from your good like mana base or something. So I, I think it's a really great learning experience for for players this set. Right, we're gonna, we're going to talk about common and uncommon bombs or like stuff that's going to go off um, after the after the break. Mm-hmm. Um, but is there anything in the gold cards before we leave them that uh, is a you know deservable mention, honorable mention? Uh, you know, the the uncommon gold cards I think we'll talk about a lot in the bomb section. Yeah. Uh, and then I've also got my, my common uh, removal spotlight as well. Yeah. Uh, anything I, you want to... Uh, I don't know. Just ask me about a card and I'll tell you what I think about it. I'm, I'm not so good at picking something out myself. I yeah. know what I think about each card if you put it in front of me. Right. Um, well, that seems like a good mix. Then. So Aaron can name one that he thinks is good and you can give you an opinion on it. You can even just describe how it looks and we're all good. Uh, yeah. A lady <laughs> lounging back in a chair with like wisps coming out of her fingers. Oh, Severed Strands? No. Oh, okay. Oh, so that's it's a different card. See, oh, yeah, different he didn't oh, no. get one wrong. He didn't get one wrong. <laughs> <laughs> we found his weakness. Oh. Stick a live mic in front of him. Uh, thought Erasure. Oh, I would never play that card. All right. We'll continue to play this. 
over the break. <laughs> and we'll be right back. <laughs> Woo! Uh, Guilds of Ravnica. Uh, common and uncommon bombs. What are we looking for? What are we opening? What are we Wowie. cracking? Well, We're going to go, this is a common card. My God, I can't <laughs> believe how excited I am. I got this common card. We're on Ravnica again. Yeah. Multicolored set. Limited, still limited. Let's have a look at the the common removal spells. Right, the premier removal spells. Top of the cream of the crop of the top of the mountain. Uh, so, as removal I said, spells bread, at common. Bread, bread is dead. It's actually Rabid. Removal bombs, sure. Yeah. RB, yeah. sure. Um, uh, white has luminous bonds again, which I think yeah. they've decided is just and the just the right, yeah. it's the right power level. It's yeah. just, uh, just just right because pacifism was always like best common in the set every time, uh, every time, yeah. because it's just like kill a creature with, for two and you can fit it in, around other stuff. Luminous bonds is like at three, it's a bit more of a thing if it gets destroyed, blown up. Uh, it still does what you need it to do, which is stop a creature from attacking or blocking mm. for two and a white. Um, yeah, it's still good. It's going to be good in limited forever, unless there's some weird drastic set where no, all, I think all creatures. Well, yeah. what if the creature has activated abilities? Oh, I think that's fine. Yeah, <laughs> sure. Yeah. Not every creature is going to have activated <laughs> abilities. Mm-hmm. Uh, blue has capture sphere, which is uh, three and a blue for. Narcolepsy, when it enters the battlefield, uh, tap enchanted creature, and the incre- the creature doesn't untap during its controller's untap step. That's, that's not narcolepsy, but yeah. What? Oh, yeah, sorry. Uh, yeah. Claustrophobia. Yeah, narcolepsy yeah. uh, does a more complicated it's, it's, thing yeah, this, for this no reason. Yeah, this is the same as paralyzing grasp. Uh, paralyzing yeah. grasp, yep. Yeah. Um, so, uh, stops the thing from untapping. That's permanently, doesn't it? It's not yeah. like permanently, it's just the next yeah. untap. But it costs four mana, uh, and yeah, like, it, it's it actually kind of, it almost locks the creature down more than luminous bonds in, right. in some situations so mm-hmm. like, so there's an actual big often there's not a very big difference but in this case a lot of the more powerful uncommons that you're likely to see are the guild mages and capture spear stops those bonds mm-hmm. does not yep. so i think yes capture spear is more powerful than and this is the sort of removal that's not going to stick it in someone's graveyard where it might matter well, correct yeah that's mm-hmm. a very big deal which yeah. is a good which, catch actually mm-hmm. it is a good catch <laughs> yeah. um black has deadly visit which again is where they want just unconditional Creature kill in limited. It's three black black destroyed target creature surveil two. Yep. Um, I think you just want to play this in every black deck. You play two or three copies because it just kills things dead, <laughs> regardless of their um, their graveyard synergies or whatever. You, if they play a four four fly, you just need to kill a four four fly regardless yep. of when they play it. Um, and then you get to surveil two. You get to filter through your chaff. Mm. Is, yeah. it, is evasion something you should be worried about? You got some removal. You're going to want to burn uh, it, it depends on, on there. Um, I think. For the black decks, uh, black Golgari. Yeah, no, I mean, you, you. I think they, have, they each have like reach and flying creatures. To block, mm. But you know, if there's something too large, then because I always feel like flying's yeah. the like it's the um, that. it's like the unspoken thing. It always seems to be super more super valuable in a way that nobody ever seems to be really which, cared about. What, 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 what things? Just, flying. just flying. Flying. Just flying yeah. Yeah, it creature. depends on the set. Um, yeah. I would say in recent times we've had more sets that where it mattered a lot than not but you know that's not necessarily always true yeah it just seems like something that not a lot of people are really worried about they might think oh, i've got removal but if right. you just keep flooding it with flyers you feel like oh, i'm gonna right. get away with this yeah you know? um, like there, there are a few it. m19 drafts where it felt like that a lot like you, you just come up the ground with one thing and you just go flyer flyer that, mm. that's it and Start you just chipping win, away. like um but but then in some cases you're like snapping drake and they kill it with some thing and you're like well Cool. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. I spent four mana on nothing. <laughs> yeah. um, 
Red, uh, I, I think the premier common removal spell is Direct Current. Uh, maybe Govern the Storm. Uh, which is Govern the Storm again? Four and a red deal five instant. Oh, yeah. Oh, so so red Red so often has... The creature and player? player uh, creature only. Creature only. Yeah. Creature only. Um, so so red is direct... Car- well, there's, there's usually two. There's like the shock and then there's yeah. the one that five or small, six small mana big, as well. Yeah. Small and big. Uh, mm-hmm. So red has direct current, which is one red red deal two damage to any target. Uh, that's creature player mm-hmm. or planeswalker. And then you can jumpstart it from your graveyard. So you can discard a card and cast it again from your graveyard. Yeah. Um, so it's like, uh, what's that card that was in uh, Innistrad Fires of Undeath or um, yeah. the Stagger Shock? Yeah, like, like they're, yeah. they're just like these small two-chunk things. Uh, and you can use it to kill off two small creatures. Kills all the guild mages, which we said yeah. are important uncommons. Uh, and you just... I think you're going to play this most red decks because it triggers your instants and sorcery if, stuff. If I can generate two red mana, then I'll play it. Yeah. Um, so it was a little bit restrictive. And then uh, the other one was... Govern the Storm. Govern the Storm, which is just four and a red. One a red deal five to a creature. Very simple. Mm-hmm. Know, it's just a good rate. <laughs> yeah. Is that the same sort of rules? If you can generate a red mana, you're going to play it? Uh, yeah, probably. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. You, would you splash for it? Uh, yeah. It was quite splashable. Mm. Yeah. Mm. It's, it's just, yeah, good, good, uh, good kill. And then green has Prey Upon. They've Whoa. been messing around with the formula for this and they've realized that Prey Upon is just the right place yeah, to have it. Um, one mana target creature you control fights target creature you don't control. Um, it really rewards the Selesnia stuff of having your larger creatures than your opponent, like we said before. And um, it fits in a curve really well. It lets mm. you play a creature, have it fight a thing in the same turn on turn five or six. So you play a 5-5 five, five on turn 6, and then you make it fight their thing, and then you can attack where you couldn't attack before. Um, the, the It's at instant speed. It's sorcery. Sorcery speed, mm-hmm. right, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm, I'm always happy playing this card in green decks because it can fit in, in your curve wherever you want it. So, it's so, sometimes it's been bad. Like, I think mm-hmm. an Ether Revolt Prey Upon wasn't very good. Yeah, I, I can't, think uh, mm-hmm. it's been good more often than not. So. Yeah. Mm. Uh, actually, I kind of think maybe it's awkward in this set because... Yeah, I think Prey Upon maybe, I, I'm not sure, is going to be a good card in this set. Because mm. I think the existence of Mentor makes people play more combat tricks. So I feel like it's much more likely your Prey Upon is going to go horribly awry. So. Mm-hmm. When's yeah. the best place to use a Prey Upon? Is it like in the uh, the, the first, like before combat or after oh, combat? That's why it's mm-hmm. interesting. Yeah? Yeah, because yeah. sometimes if you do it before combat, your creature can't then attack because it has damage on it. You don't want to trade it. So that might be awkward. So, but sometimes post combat, if they have a way to kill a creature in combat, then mm. you're not going to get. A or if it's not something. got a lot left mm. in it after right. you've done combat, and you think, oh, I don't yeah, really see you, it you being blocked like that. Yeah, yeah. 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 So it's just, it's just, I think, yeah, it's a more interesting removal spell than the other ones, but it's mm-hmm. also a little bit weaker in this set, I think, yeah. than it normally is. Because that's the thing, isn't it? If you hold back mana, of combat tricks. Yeah. You hold back mana, thinking, right, second main phase, I'll do a prey upon with this dude and that dude, and then some weird block happens, and you've thrown it in there, and you're going. I don't want to yeah. do the prey point anymore. Now I'm just going to, what, do nothing yeah, in this yeah. manner? Well, the even like... worse thing is when they block, pump their guy with a combat trick, <laughs> and now you can't even cast a prey upon. Yeah, yeah. Like, that's, yeah. yeah it, there, there's more, like, most removal spells, you just cast it, and like, if it doesn't work, it doesn't work, you just down the card. But if prey upon goes wrong, you're going to lose <laughs> it. goes yeah. really wrong. But I, yeah. I, I really like... And down that unused manner as well. I mean, yeah. that, I mean that, that, this, this is probably underselling the upside a bit, where sure, Because it, yeah. it's one mana compared to, like, Governor Storm, which is, like, five or whatever. Yeah, so it's like, not like you're leaving a ton of mana down. Yeah. Again, like I, I'm, I'm not sure what feels worse. Like going, govern the storm, five mana, kill your guy, and they just pump it for one mana. And you go, oh my god, I just wasted five <laughs> mana and a card. Yeah. At least with prayer upon, you know that you're walking into a, 
I think you I know, know I feel better about that. Yeah, I don't know which is. I don't know which is. <laughs> but they worse. can do the same because you can go prey upon. They go all right in response. I'll pump my dude. Yeah, and then they <laughs> fight, and your creature dies, and you've got a two, yeah, two I don't for want one. That to yeah. yeah, that's the same though, isn't it? It's, it's yeah. the same as you casting I, a big bomb. To me, to me it's actually worse because, like, I, I'm usually playing like. Uh, like con- more controlling decks where my removal needs to kill a thing, kill a thing, kill a thing. And when they undo it for one man, I think Blossoming Defense yeah. in Kaladesh, I hated playing against that card <laughs> because I'm just like, here we go, and I'll do my big thing to kill your bum. They're like, one mana, what? Hexproof. <laughs> oh, stop. Like, I, I just lo- I lost on the back of them just having Blossoming Defense so many times. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. on good, good though, but not yeah. as powerful as just obviously outright removal. Yeah. So there are removally removally cards. What, mm. what else has caught your eye? And maybe it's like just uh, what are we looking at? Not you know like bombs or cr- creatures? Common? Yeah, common or so uncommon. The, I'm going to guess like one of the better creatures. I mean, I, I know it's one of the better creatures. I guess it might be the best creature is uh, Watcher in the Mist, which is a card they seem to be printing a lot of. Mm-hmm. It's a five mana blue three four, uh, and has flying when it enters the battlefield. You surveil to. Uh, yeah. I mean, like big flies are a great way to finish big games flies, in, in, yeah. uh, in sealed, mm. and uh, I think a lot of games in sealed are often decided by mana flood. And surveil two is a good way to make sure that doesn't happen. So yeah. I think that's probably a common creature that I'd be very happy to play in a lot of different decks. Mm-hmm. Spe- I'm, I'm specifying a non-multicolored creature because uh, it's got with a one blue yeah. pip. Uh, I think it's two, it's right? yeah, it's blue blue yeah blue blue, blue, blue right? okay. Um, so it's a bit tougher to, keep, to splash for. Uh, oh, you can't splash for it. Yeah, yeah. that's true. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah. Uh, there's there's a bunch of um, really powerful just like creatures that are okay, and they also have just surveil like pasted onto them. Yeah. yeah. Um, which is like a like two, two and a blue. Uh, what's the name of this card, Anthony? Two and a blue, one four. When it ends the battlefield, surveil two. Oh, I've, I've completely forgotten. Uh, it's called Demir Informant. Oh, right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's a human rogue. Yeah, all the stuff that I just said. Um, I'm pretty happy playing this because, again, like I said, I like playing yeah. these kind of controlling decks. This lets you have uh, a card that is not just a one-four late game because you get to filter through stuff you don't want, and early you can block uh, everything up to a three-three. Worse than they look mm-hmm. uh, because there's a lot more combat tricks, and now all of the tricks mean that they can just kill your guy much more easily than they could. But mm-hmm. more than that, mentor is also a problem because. Your thing, uh, if your thing sure. doesn't kill their thing when it blocks, yep. their yep. creatures just slowly grow until they do kill your thing. Yeah. <laughs> That's not really a good consequence. So I think in general, I don't want to play walls, uh, wall-type sort of cards. Oh, like it seems like it's hostile comment. towards walls because Mentor is just like, well, I'll just... That's a swing yeah. in and add yeah. Some... yeah, I don't want to, I don't want to have play my guy and they're like, okay, my guy is going to be bigger and then yeah. you mm. can keep your wall. You know? And you're going to be racing them because you're trying to play creatures uh, right. as well. And, yeah. and yeah, they're just getting bigger in mm, opposition. Yeah. And, um, you know, Trump would not like this set. There's no way to make the wall bigger. <laughs> the, wall, the wall needs to be 10 feet taller. It's not, you know. It's, yeah. you know. Uh, it's called Command the Storm, the deal five damage. Oh, Command the Storm? One. Okay, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Governor Storm was a Spanish name. Sorry. <laughs> Governor Storm. Yeah. I'm there's sorry. There's a lot of storms. That. There's a thousand year storm. Thousand year storm? Yeah, that's a mythic rare that uh, yeah. you'll, you'll probably not nice, play ever. Nice Never art, ever though. play. It's good in Commander. Mm. Yeah, it's beautiful art. Uh, the the one that we, we were really excited about are uncommon the the guild mages yeah I think they're um, so this has been a thing that they've done yeah, in what's, each... what's this deal you've been talking about guild mages what's, yeah so what in each of dudes? the Ravnica sets they've done uh, different variations of a two mana cost multicolored creature that has two activated abilities one of one color and the second one of another color uh, in the last few sets they were called Selesnia guild mage or mm. so in the or... first in the first Ravnica block they were just named after the guild. 
in this Return of the Ravnica block, they were named after a place where the guild likes to hang out. <laughs> v- like v- yeah. V2 Gazi Yeah, and guild now they're mage. named after the second half of the name. Yeah. So, for example, it's like the Selesnya Conclave. So in the first set, it was, first block, it was a Selesnya Guild Mage, and now it's Conclave Guild Mage, for example. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Uh, so let's go through what each of these do because they're, they're really powerful. And if you open these uh, in your guild pack, you're going to want to play them because both of the abilities are generally quite usable. Mm-hmm. Blue, red, again, the worst one. <laughs> again, <laughs> again. It? Uh, it's a, well, the second ability is, yeah. is, is quite difficult to use. The, the first one is, is expensive. Anyways, Legion Guild Mage, which is the Boros Legion Guild Mage. Red, white for a 2-2. It has two activated abilities, five and a red. Tap it. Uh, Legion Guild Mage deals three damage to each opponent. Oh, six, two-headed giant. Six and tap. Six damage to your two-headed giant opponents. <laughs> uh, brutal. Um, so yeah. you want to be playing Boros if you play two-headed giant, I guess. So <laughs> yeah. I hope, hope you open these. And uh, also has another good aggressive ability. Two and a white tap. You can tap another target creature. Okay, that's probably that's almost certainly one of the best uncommons. Mm. Both abilities are very, very powerful. Can, mm-hmm. you, can you do them both? Is, is it tap? I tap. It tap. You it can do, oh, also, okay. because the first one costs six mana, you probably could. Oh, do six it. mana. Yeah. Yeah. But I think either way, it's uh, that's that's very powerful, especially that first ability to deal three damage. Um, so in general, like creatures that tap other creatures have been historically very good and limited. Mm-hmm. This even even at three ability. mana, yeah, yeah. But the, that ability to just deal with opponent three, it just means even once your opponent has stabilized against you and locked up the board. This thing could just kill them pretty like mm-hmm. easily, like even if after you've run out of cards. Yeah, and like a, a common way that aggressive decks lose is they flood out while your opponent gets to stabilize, and this is just like every single time I'm flooding out, I'm just gonna six yeah. do you, do you three do you three do you three. That's when aggro deck normally loses. Like, yeah. but this is surely just the two headed giant card, right? It's no, I think a, I think no, it's, it's gonna be good in really regular limited mana as well. And yeah, because the thing is, you normally lose damage. when you get your six mana, but now when you get to your six mana, you're like. Now, now you're done. Yeah, no, like, like still like, burning three. Yeah, yeah. like like tip, typical oh. curve in an aggro deck. You play a two drop, a three drop, a four drop, and they play a really good four drop that say it's got lifelink or something, and it yeah. blanks all of your attackers. Oh, well, that's still beating you. It's it's, like, it's still going to beat you. Okay, yeah, sure. Yeah, so a big four four, and you can't attack yeah, your three threes past it. Um, yeah. you've dealt them like eleven damage. There are nine, but now every single thing they play is going to be bigger than yours because you're playing an yeah, aggro deck. Right. Now you just go. Oh, hit six mana, do you three, do you three, do you three, and they just lose. <laughs> yeah, like, it's a clock. Yeah, it's and right. it's a. I see. You don't often see powerful uh, yeah. finisher things like yeah. this. I think it's a really good finisher, but it's also just good at every point in the game, right? Mm-hmm. Like, it's good early just as a two mana two two. It's good mid game because it taps down their things and lets you keep getting in damage, which sets up the last ability when you're very when you're starting to get to the end of the game and you're running out of resources. This card has a lot of damage output out of just one card, so mm-hmm. I think. That's that's a really really good card. Yeah. Mm. Really powerful. Uh, let's look at the Is It League Guild Mage. Blue red for a two two. These are all um, the, all the colors and two twos. This has two activated abilities. Three and a blue. Tap. Draw a card. That's yeah. fine. Mm, uh, and then fine. X and red tap. Copy target instant or sorcery spell you control with converted mana cost X. You can choose new targets for the copy. I never like these. Oh, it's always. I mean, I think, I think this also sounds really good. Yeah, the, the second uh, one's very expensive. Yeah. The first one is already. Yeah, really the first good. one yeah. is very strong. Yeah. yeah, I never like these because I always feel like I'm always scraping my mana together to pay the a spell cost in the first place. And it's like, oh, if you had even more mana, yeah. then you could, well, you could do it again. It's like, yeah, well, we could do lots of things if we had like infinite mana. Well, the thing mana. is you don't get to because the thing is when you have lots of mana, it means you have fewer spells because every land you draw is not another spell. Mm-hmm. So, And I think a lot of games are sealed end with people just with having like a ton of lands in play and not able to do anything because <laughs> yeah. they drew all these lands. I mean, that's going to happen when yeah, the game yeah. is long enough. You yeah. will start drawing 
into like long tracks of land. But this card means you still have something to do then. And it's also less likely because this card draws you an extra card every turn. I mean, I could honestly, I would be fine if this card just had the first ability. Hmm. I think I for think sure. The, the really second good. one is, yeah. is, is great. Yeah. But right? like, yeah. maybe, I mean, when it does come up, that's really powerful though. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. yeah, because um, uh, so because you're drawing excess cards, you've got jumpstart um, cards. Like like you draw some extra lands, you keep them in your hand, and then when you play your jumpstart oh, card yeah. from your graveyard, you can still copy it because mm. you cast it from your graveyard. Right. So. But like- yeah, and and those are reasonably cheap to be able to enable them, so you can actually copy. Like, can you just imagine spells? copying like a lava coil? Like that's not very unrealistic. Oh. That's five oh. minutes. Oh. Like, <laughs> like oh, can you, how tilted would be if your opponent just cast two lava? Co- this is better than that because it doesn't cost you a card. Mm. So like, if your opponent was just on turn five, lava coil your creature, lava coil your other creature, you'd be like, this guy's so lucky. He has two lava coils in his pool. How is it? that's very reasonable with this, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, yeah, I mean, that's just super strong. Yeah. yeah. Um. So yeah, what you want to synergize this with is. Cheap removal spells, and then yeah. you'll feel like you're really. Or even just cantrips. Like mm-hmm. I'd be fine. Copy like radical idea would be. Okay oh yeah, to copy totally. Like, yeah, mm. I don't mm. think this is too bad. Yeah, turn me around today. I was looking at this one as the worst one, but there are. I mean, worse. 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 might be the worst one still. Let's okay, let's keep going. Demir got. Demir has the house guild mage blue black for a two two one and a blue tap target creature doesn't untap during its controller's next untap step. Keep in mind that this does not tap the creature. Right, it has to be tapped. So it has to be already tapped. Right, it's one of those. Um, And then it also has two and a black tap, surveil two. I really like that ability. Holy moly. Okay, so far this is the worst one. Yeah, this (laughs) this is the worst. Because the the first ability requires you being attacked, and then you need to have mana to keep it tapped. So you need to keep putting resources in for for non-permanent benefit, basically. And And surveil two. Yeah, which is good. But Spell like, 2 is good. It's similar to drawing a card in some respects because it's like you you know you, you, you don't draw something you don't want so, a lot of the time. Yeah. I think the more significant thing here is that there's not very many cards that surveil this much in such quite like they, they actually just don't surveil constantly. Like most of the cards that surveil do it once. Mm-hmm. Uh, this card and the ones that do surveil more than one time do it only one. Like surveil one. Like for example, Night Veil Sprite, one in a blue, one, two. So this is actually one. one of the most consistent so ways to is, fill up your graveyard. Right, yeah, yeah. So this is actually a card that makes your undergrowth cards and mm. your jumpstart cards much more powerful. Mm-hmm. So I guess you might be good at doing that. Like just because I said it was the worst of the three so far doesn't mean it's bad. Like it's still good. It's just not as in ridiculous as like yeah. the other two cards. <laughs> Um, yeah, yeah the, the the first one, like we said, is pretty situational, so you need to be being attacked, and then it's only temporary, so well, it's, it's kind of... Being situa- I think it's not that unlikely that you're attacked, I just think it's kind of weak. Like, I don't want to... Yeah. Like, you're not developing the board, and you're all you're doing is, like... I mean, at some point, you're going to have to stop paying two mana, right? Yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> I don't yeah. want to pay two mana, it's like, yeah. cool, I'll just keep attacking you then. Um, yeah, so uh, Swarm Guildmage is for the Golgari, it's black-green for a 2-2, four and a black, tap... Creatures you control gain plus one plus plus one plus O and gain menace until end of turn. Oh my god, this oh, is so like annoying to play against. Instant, yeah. really wide. Yeah, and like, you could just do it over and over again. This will kill you quite quickly. I yeah, think. yeah, really quickly. Um, that's that's very powerful. Um, Golgari aren't like really go wide, but you only need a few creatures. You don't need like three just, creatures I mean, just, out. Yeah. Even if it's just like one random large creature, like giving you menace just means that you don't get chump. Like they yeah. chump block. And die twice as quickly. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. Yep. You know. Yeah. And then after yeah. that ability, here's the second ability. One and a green tap, you gain two life. 
Uh, well, that's not the most exciting, but, but it's like, fine. Yeah, it's, it's a reasonable. Uh, it's, it's, yeah. it's it's it's. Is it something that you do if you go? Oh, I've got two mana lying around. Yeah, yeah fell basically. Out of my pocket. Yeah. I'll go on. I like <laughs> to think of this as there's an ability for when you're ahead with yeah. your creatures getting menace, and there's an ability for when you're behind. You I would can... say that this ability is probably a lot better than it looks. So, so in in this set, there's a lot of cards that are falters, so abilities that prevent you from blocking. So. The way I would expect Golgari to play is like play large creatures, but then you're actually in danger of dying if they have one of the many ways to prevent you from blocking this turn. Oh. It's Cosmotronic Wave, uh, Passable Light Ads, Maximize mm-hmm. Velocity, blah, blah, blah. It, the, I was surprised by how many cards there are that do that in this set. Mm. Yep. So Ganyan I mean, Life this, is the this one, one way. This one is one by itself almost. Right, yeah, no, mm-hmm. yeah. Like, I mean, this is only this, yeah, literally the same card. Yeah. Uh, uh, Legion yeah. Guild Mage as well. And Legion Guild, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So. I think, so like gaining life once you've stabilized is probably going to be more important than it normally is because there are so many ways to prevent blocking. You can't just build a huge board and be like, I'm safe now. So you want to be able to build up a life cushion uh, while your opponent looks for their card, their copy of their card to stop you from blocking. Mm-hmm. So I think normally this is a very underpowered ability and I'm not saying it's not underpowered, but I think it's probably more useful than it looks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We never really, well, it's, that's, you're, not, you're not burning a card slot to get life though, are you? Yeah, so I mean, you know, you know, so it like makes I said, it more this, valuable. Yeah, you would have played this card with just the first ability, just like the mm. uh, League guild mage where the first ability is great and then i don't know sometimes the second one comes up but you know it's just kind of free and mm-hmm. if it does come up that's really good mm. that's the yeah. difference because you can still use either option next turn it's not like uh spend two mana get two life that's the whole card yeah that's you, a terrible yeah. card, i wouldn't play right? that card, yeah. no yeah. But, but this is different because yeah, the card's still there and it allows yeah. you to mm-hmm. do the uh the, the menace and yeah that's the, a very powerful plus one plus zero yeah uh, yeah, get you a guild mage who can do both. Uh, the uh, last one is the Conclave guild mage. green white for a 2-2. It has green and tap, very cheap. Creatures you control gain trample until end of turn. Uh, that pays off the big creatures strategy pretty yeah. well. Yeah, because um, how often do we hear, oh, here's this 7-7 seven, seven for 5 or something, but so, uh, it just doesn't have trample. Yeah, like if I have three 1-1s one one out, it's going to take you a long I mean, time to kill me. There's still not that get... many big creatures in the set that don't. Like, I think the best one is Siege Woman that already has trample. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's Arboretum Elemental, which is 9 mana Convoke, which is a 7-5 hex proof. Mm. I think it's 9 mana. It's, yeah. it's very expensive, whatever mm. it is. And like, I guess that's also... Uh, like that's something you can give trample that's worth giving trample, but I think there's mm. not that many other big creatures that. Does this does this have a view of uh, more of a standard view, like looking at other cards that might be big that need this to help it out? Uh, it's uh, unlikely you'd want to stick a, a two mana two two in your deck yep. f- f- for that purpose. Um, there there are a lot of the best green creatures are going to have it built in or have some evasion techniques already. A lot of the times, yeah. we, uh, this is just, just like a conversation it, really, we have all right? the time yeah. where right. just like, this is a huge creature and he doesn't have trample. It's just going to get chump blocked. That's okay. They have to run removal. into things eventually. Mm-hmm. Yeah. As long as you're not going to die in the meantime, which is rare if they're chumping, then like, yeah. it's fine. But I think this Conclave Gilmage is much more about the second ability. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Which is? Which is... Um, Five and a white and tap this. Create a two-two green and white elf knight creature token with vigilance. That's that's very powerful. Yeah, you you would just eventually bury them in tokens. So, <laughs> uh, this this card is a little less explicitly powerful, but I think it's going got like because it's mostly only good in the long game. But it is very good at that. So yeah, yeah. um, the, like I really like the well, I don't know if I like them yet because I haven't played against them. But like the power level of these guild mages seems pretty pushed. Um, very high, yeah. uh, and they're, they're reminding me a bit of the gold cards in Dominaria draft, which were so 
pushed and but so interesting to play with as well because it felt like you you could build a whole game plan around an uncommon that you had in your deck slimefoot raf capuchin mm. um yeah. uh, rona i think this is pretty case. different because the, the, the gold cousin dominaria you had to build around so you mm-hmm. had to go to some effort i think these are just like this is just powerful well, they're just great yeah. I, I, i'm not like, if i'm playing those colors i'm going to play those guild mages it yeah. might even be the other way around in some of these cases if i open the guild mage now i'm going to play those colors oh, for sure yeah so, yeah the amount of protection you get yeah. out of those that night thing is i could just imagine it being an absolute nuisance if you're just trying to beat someone down and they just keep pumping out knights yeah. and it's just enough to create a nuisance and buy and you know it's just buying them time mm. and if they're not in that situation you're just a little bit in front and you start pumping out knight tokens yeah. i think this time. one is less about buying time and more winning once you've already bought time but it, this mm-hmm. this would be a nuisance card though if you if you were if you just keep throwing knights underneath but, it. but you have to spend your whole turn to do it right so like you spend your whole yeah. turn that's, you that is a thing yeah. then you play something else and now they, now they have two things but you still only have this but it buys guy. you time to go to draw cards though doesn't it it's like you're, you're looking for cards all the while until eventually it's like oh mm. here's something i'm going to spend six Manner on and that might win them the game might tilt yeah. it for me the, and, and the three yeah. and the three knights he killed in the last three turns got me here mm. where i'd have been dead otherwise. it's 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 really 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 great in board stalls which i think is what, you, uh, yeah. which is yeah. what we were all saying which is like it's a way to win some big protracted board, board stall definitely. but also if, if you're just getting beaten down by some big thing this will, will buy you the time to yeah. be able to to live, but also you have to tie up all your mana doing this rather than doing something else. Yeah, um, but and you yeah. have to have something big like, that you if, can if, find. If you compare yeah. it in that yeah. function to the other ones, it's quite inferior. Like for example, the one the mm-hmm. Demir Mage will look two cards deep for yeah. less mana for half the mana, uh, and that like finds you your bomb that's going to. And you can you still game. do that and yeah. cast another card. And the, the, and the other cards just straight up like win the game instead. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. This this one's. Good, but but maybe that one's the, the worst one. I think I think I maybe think. the blue black one's still a little weak. I'm not really sure it's close. Like the, the oh, blue black and sure. green, green white ones are like clearly the weaker. Mm-hmm. But equally, the, the, but they're all, all playing. Yeah. They're all matter. still they're all still You're good. Have yeah, fun with them all. I'd be pretty excited about playing any of these. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Um, um, we we talked a little bit about the color, color, other color, other color cards. So uncommon. <laughs> yeah. They're all very powerful. Um, Check them out. The Do, casting cost on these. The casting cost is like, just looks is like yeah. nothing else so, I've ever seen. Yeah, so just just uh, I would say budget them as sixes rather than fours usually. Oh, I just okay. want to make something very clear. I think a lot of people are very excited about Night Vale Predator, and I think that's nonsense basically. <laughs> so, okay. so this is blue, blue, black, black, flying, death touch, hexproof. Right. So people are excited because they're like, wow, it has like three keywords on one creature, which is on a four drop, which is pretty exciting. But I, I think like flying and hexproof. They could have given right. it reach as well. They don't have four yeah. keywords. The <laughs> thing about hexproof and death touch, the whole point of death touch is that you want to be able to trade off your creature. Yeah. and Because that, that's the whole trade point up. of death touch, right? Yeah, trade up. And hexproof is meant to make it so your creature's hard to kill. So it just doesn't really work. Like, yeah. I want my hexproof. I mean, it's basically just flying hexproof, right? That's, that's what I'm excited yeah. so about, flying hexproof. Which is, yeah. which is good, mm. but, you know, it's not... So good that you know, like blue, blue, black, black is a very real cost. What's know? the power and toughness on three, this three. one? Three, 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 three. It's, it's a decent it's size. It's pretty good, yeah. But, yeah. I, but I think the whole, I think it's very easy to overestimate how good this card is because these, there's a subtle synergy between hexproof and death touch that I think is not obvious because it just looks like it's three keywords. Yeah, for sure. But it really is just like two. It's no vampire nighthawk, yeah. like right. it's, yeah. it's where like those work together. All those abilities are good together. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. because yeah, you want to. This sounds like if it's flying hexproof, that's an attacking card, and you want to yeah. be getting in there and hitting for three every yeah. time. Mm-hmm. And Death Touch is very defensive. It's tapped. I block with my four So, for example, there's a card Hide Poisoner, which is black for a 1-1 with Death Touch. That Death Touch is just as well as this guy. Yeah. You know, so like... 
What's the point? You know. Yeah, I know. You, death touch yeah. card should always just be one power, and then like a buttload <laughs> yeah, of toughness, uh-huh. right? That's that's. Well, a- it depends because sometimes, like for example, there's one. There's a very interesting death touch uncommon, Ocarina Assassin, which is one black green, one one death touch, but everything that can block it must block it. So you're like, oh, maybe I'll pump. Or is it something that has to be blocked or whatever? I, I, I think I think it's what you said, which yeah. is all creatures that are able to block it must do so. And you so can't, I was you like, can't share your one power you, around. No, but if you, you make it bigger, but if you make it bigger, oh, right, yeah. then you can. So they go right. block it with my three things I have left, and you go give it plus two plus two. You can put one 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 and just kill them all. <laughs> wasn't that? I know it wasn't the bow of Nylea thing. It was. Was it a polec? Um, can't say it now. Pelucronos. Um, oh, Pelucronos. Pelucronos. Mm-hmm. Wasn't it the Pelucronos Bovnilea combo? Where yep, you're right. You can yeah. make a creature death touch, it's, and then it, you're attacking creatures have death touch. Yeah, and so you'd attack with Pelucronos, and you go before blocks. It has death touch now, and you'd make it huh. fight and deal one damage to, to everybody. Because <laughs> yeah. like, I remember yeah. its card text, and I was like, "That sounds kind of too good." I'm just going to double check. It, it is, <laughs> and it is a lore. Oh, cool. Right. So, so you could, you don't even have to like combo it with a pump spell to kill lots of creatures. You can just make it so all your opponent's creatures have to block and all your other creatures are unblocked. Sweet. That's a very powerful card. That's really good. One black green, one one? Yeah. Wow, that's really good. I didn't Um, think about that. Only until I said that, I was like, nah, it's too good. I can see you looking at artifacts. Yeah, okay. Throwing those in the bin straight away. Yeah, okay. Anthony Lee Corner, please (laughs) give us all the insight right now. Lockets, yay or nay? Uh, So I think because drafting still are quite likely different than what I'm saying is mostly applying to sealed. I think... Oh, sorry. Lockets are three mana artifacts uh, that tap immediately for either of the guild's colors. So Boris Locket, is it Locket, whatever. And they mm-hmm. all have hybrid mana times four. So right. red, white, red, white, red, white, four red, white. any combination of yep. guild's mana. And sacrifice Boris Locket, draw two cards. Right. So I think... Uh, I mean, I don't know how fast draft will be mm-hmm. uh, or sealed. But I think... Assuming the format is slow enough that you can play these in the first place, these are much, much better than the clue stones which people are going to compare them to and which were very weak. So mm-hmm. in Dragon's Maze, there were cards like this, but for two mana, you drew one card. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people would say, well, you know, clue stones were a pretty awful race. So doubling the price but double the output is not a very good deal. Mm-hmm. But, but drawing mistake- two cards is so much well, it's, better. It's not quite that. It's just that the what people... How much the cost do you get there, though? Six? Uh, well, it's three mana for the artifact, and then it does something, and then when you want to get rid of it, you pay four and get rid of it. Mm-hmm. You pay four to get rid of it. Yeah, yeah. But four. I think people don't realize that the output is different, right? Because you're paying because you double the mana, but you don't double the number of cards you have to pay. Right. Oh, so of you're course. paying four yeah, instead yeah, yeah. of two mana, but mm-hmm. you're still only paying one card. Yeah. So the ratio is actually much better than clue stones. So just mm-hmm. because the clue stones previously were really a clue stone bad, only ever replaces yeah. itself. This replaces right. itself, and you get another card. Right. On so top I of it, think yeah. you should mm-hmm. not write these off because. The card that looked kind of like that looks kind of like it was. Bad. Yeah, uh, like, it sounds I like th- it sounds like here's a card, pay seven mana, and sacrifice it and get two well, cards. Well, you're, 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 you're not though because you, you you're <laughs> you're playing the three mana thing to ramp you in the first place. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so that's the and key then if you design. and then if it's not good, you can sacrifice it later. Yeah, mm. and and also the thing with this is uh, say say I'm playing Demir Locket in my blue red deck. Yeah, uh, I I can use it to. Cast my splash card, and then mm. after that, I can use my mostly four blue, yeah. blue mana, <laughs> four yeah. blue mana, and maybe one black whatever to draw two cards. Like, and you've already got what you wanted out of yeah. it. You've, you've used to, it and thrown it. Good way to use the splash, aren't they? Yeah, <laughs> they're a good way to get the splash in because you got the co- it's colorless yes. mana. To it's cast colorless them. as well. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So it fixes you as well. So I mean, yeah, I think these are these are definitely more playable than I've, I've seen a lot of hate for these cards, and I think that's unreasonable. Mm-hmm. I think these cards are. These are also going to be the most consistent way that you can cast those color, color, different color, different color 
I've got to find a better way of yeah. saying that. CCDD. Yeah, yeah. Something ones, like yeah. That. I, uh, I think that's what they do in R&D. Uh, no, not anymore because C is colorless, right? R&D, oh, right. R&D is saying CCDD. R&CDCCC. <laughs> no, it's I think it's MMNN or something. Oh, sure. <laughs> something, I don't know. Mana, mana. Thanks for tuning Mana, nana. What a riveting discussion. Lockets. I'm excited to play with Lockets. I'm not at all. They're so much better than the banners as well. Well, the banners are the same as Crusoe. Yeah. You don't like this kind of stuff? Oh, it feels you like know, you're putting money yeah, into nothing, it right? It feels bad, but I can see. I, okay. agree, I agree with what put, you're saying as well. Put money in your savings account. It. It's boring and it's good. That's fine. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm not saying it's boring. Like, Invest you know, in real estate. I, I, I think they're boring. I think they're boring. Yeah. I think they're good and boring. Like savings. I can see, you know, when you've got your sealed deck out in front of you, you go, yeah. oh, I really want to play this card. But I've got a splash for it. How am I going to do it? And there's a locket looking at you. So the way I would normally build my sealed deck is I look at the happening. fixing first to find out what's possible rather than oh, okay. looking at what's possible and seeing about the fixing. They'll save you a lot of time. Yeah. Mm. Uh, maybe that's something we sh- should have said earlier as well. When <laughs> 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 no, I think about yeah. it. But I, I just didn't really want to talk about mana because that's a bit more technical than... No, no, know, it's, yeah. that's, that's okay. I think, I think, yeah, that's, I think it's, it's worth having a, a chat takeaway. about. Look at your fixing first. Yeah. Find uh-huh. out what you can do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, I, I think it's a good place to, to start in a limited format like this where it's like... You're gonna probably start if, if you're just starting out in playing limited. Uh, you're gonna start on the two color path very strongly, and then you can learn but about. Then if you how see to maybe splash. you have a couple of dual lands on color, then maybe you can do something. Yeah. Maybe you mm-hmm. can splash something, but it's just easier to fig- figure out what you can do rather than you know the reverse. I think. And how yeah. many for a splash? How many uh, alternate color sources do you? Uh, it depends. Recommend? So for one, I would say all right. This is a very very rough rule, obviously. Sure. But go for one more source than you have cards of that color. Up to like three cards, uh, maybe say two cards. Mm-hmm. So if you're going to splash two, uh, one one off color card, yeah, with one pip only, yeah, two sources. And if you have two, then three, okay. three, then four. But then I'm feeling a bit like <laughs> uh, now you're yeah, pushing. Now you're going it, right? to three color. Don't, and it's just playing a three color deck. Yeah, yeah. Don't yeah. splash more than three. You can just play a three color deck. You have to get very lucky with guild gates. Mm-hmm. You need about or draft around them, I guess. Right. You need four or five uh, on color guild gates, basically, mm. which is a little tricky, and they have to be spread out. So that's a bit tricky. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, if you get the seal pool, then, you know. I got some quick questions. <laughs> quick yeah. questions. Quick questions with Anthony Lee. QQs. Okay. Rupture Spire is back. It's got a gate subtype. Is it playable? Yeah, probably. Uh, silent Dart, one mana, four and tap this as an artifact. Sacrifice Silent Dart deals three damage to target creature. Is it playable? Uh, I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> like, three is, three is a fairly reasonable number but it's the same thing where there's a lot of combat tricks in the set or not so much that there's a lot of combat tricks but people are more incentivized to play them than usual so then mm. i feel awkward about playing an expensive damage based spell yep mm-hmm. but i mean it's a good you go spell. four yeah. tap yeah. silent dark knight plus one plus one for two mana yeah uh, plus like two that. plus two for one mana yeah, yeah. it's awkward right mm-hmm. so uh torch courier worst card in the set no <laughs> definitely not <laughs> what is the worst card in the set uh yeah the, I don't the know, Anthony Lee rule he said down earlier was you have to name it and say worst card in the yeah. set. Eventually you'll name you it. You can't it'll prompt go, me. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Best flavor text in the set: Wishcoin Crab. Yay or nay? Uh, it it's go? pretty good, but there's a lot. I mean, this this set has a lot of great flavor text. Yeah. Okay. Let me read this to you, David. Uh, yeah. Wishcoin Crab. Three and a blue for a two-five creature crab. Three and a blue for a two-five. Yeah. What wishes do they grant? Mostly pitching-related ones. <laughs> I think divine visit. <laughs> Divine Visitation is pretty good. Uh, divine, do you know what it is? Uh, yeah. Pinching related. But Pinch- you should read it out. I, think. I wish for pidges. Uh, what color is it? White. It's the White Mythic Enchantment. White Mythic Enchantment. Um, oh, yeah. This one's really good. So what, th- what are we looking for here? Uh, divine Visitation. Cool flavor text. Three white, white. 
Yeah. Enchantment. If one or more creature tokens would be created under your control, that many 4-4 white angel creature tokens with flying and vigilance are created instead. So if you make Woo! a 1-1 soldier, now it's a 4-4. Four, four now angel. it's a 4-4. Four, four. <laughs> what the flavor text of that is the uh, yeah. now we know what the flavor of the card is the flavor text is the angels appreciated the offer but politely declined to eat any bird seed <laughs> which is so funny because there's no way to make birds in this set i don't i don't yeah, think it's murmuring mystic oh murmuring mystic yeah and yeah. um, so you're just like yeah you're expecting you like wings. put some bird seed out yeah. for yeah. some birds and then they're like hey and you're like whoa jesus a bunch of angels come down from heaven or whatever and you're just like i don't have wings Maybe they eat birdseed or something. You want some birdseed? Hey, mom, I just built an aviary. Come out and have a look. Oh, <laughs> Jesus! <laughs> Full of angels. And, oh, they're not eating their food. Oh, I said no. Well, they did shit all over the floor. Uh, lo- <laughs> lovely. Um, yeah, I, like, there's, there's lots and lots of cards I'm very excited to play with. Um, the power level of the set looks pretty, mm. pretty any, good across any the board. Any sick combos like you, you spotted that, you know, you're... Again, discard. There's a card. lot. It looks like there's a Smush few interesting build arounds there that also just kind of work by themselves as yeah. well. Uh, I really love the surveil ones. Um, the, the the phantasm. I forget what it's called. The, the thoughtbound phantasm. Thoughtbound phantasm. So this is uh, blue for a one one. <laughs> blue for a two two with defender. Yeah, Every time up. you surveil, you can put a plus one plus one counter on it, and then if it has three or more plus one plus one counters on it, it loses defender. So this yeah. could be a one mana five five just for you surveilling a bunch. Yeah. Woo. Interesting thing about uh, so interesting about the surveil cards. But you don't have to like have a lot of them for them to be good. Like like I said, it's just like scry. But if you if you do have a card like Thoughtbound Phantasm or Dimia Spybug, your surveil cards help you find other surveil cards. Yeah. yeah. So it actually isn't as hard as it it's, looks to get. Spybug the one that's like you one, can one surveil menace. one one minutes and you can surveil two extra. No, no, that's an enchantment. So Dimia Spybug is uh, flying menace, and when you surveil, it gets a plus one plus one counter. Whoa! So you only have to surveil once, and then it's a two-two flying menace. That's you know that's sky terror. Sweet. That's hard. Yeah. <laughs> hard to yeah. The card you're thinking of is an enchantment. That's uh, just a two-mana enchantment, and uh, if you would surveil, you just do two extra. So oh, okay. one, is that a trap? Uh, I think so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'll yeah. probably mm. play it. Unless you're a super heavy graveyard. Um, the no, I just play it. <laughs> yeah. What are we going to be trying to avoid? Uh, what traps are we looking at avoiding in? Gills of Ravnica. Uh, putting cards that you cannot reasonably cast in your deck. Yeah. Niv-Mizzet costs blue, 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 red, red, red. And you are so not is... going to play that on turn six without a lot of fixing. Traditionally, like, that's just what happens really when rough. you open what you see as a bomb card. Right. Yeah. And you're convinced that that has to go well, in your deck. And then yeah. you start from there, that point. And, and, be, like, and mm. obviously you want to go to pre-release and you want to play your cool Niv-Mizzet if you play it. But it's just... Well, people tell me that, but I just tell, it, tell them it's just as unfun to be stuck with a card you can't play. Yeah. That's just lame. But, <laughs> it's, it, it like a, but what a lot of people say is that it's weighed out by the fact that when you do cast it, you're like, bam, Niv-Mizzet on turn six. It. And you're yeah, like, but if you oh. Can't, if you can't cast it, or it's, or it's they very... They always cast it against me. They always just go... <laughs> Oh, perfect. Three islands, three mountains, no card draw. Bam, niv I'm like, cool, I'm getting mana screwed. And he played niv perfectly on turn six. Oh, I so, haven't had a moan like that. So the cop-out answer for a trap would be, I think, obviously, a lot of, like, in most limited formats, people have a lot of difficulty evaluating rares. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're not going to, like, go over every single rand. No, no. But, like, so, so, I, so I think maybe that's not that useful. But I think one better takeaway I could give you as a trap is that uh, you're not going to build decks around mechanics in the set. So there isn't really a mentor. Like you, you, like, you don't think of your deck as a mentor deck or a convoke deck or whatever. So I think that's because the specific mechanics in this set don't stack very well. 
there's not a specific reason for you to put all your mentor cards in. Just play your good mentor cards. They don't get better when you play more of them. Mm-hmm. Convoke, in fact, gets worse when you play more of them. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I think, uh, and the same is, yeah, it's the same for all of them, actually. Yeah. The, the, so don't build your decks around the mechanics. But just build your decks around playing the best cards in your true colors. You so good curve, good curve, and being able to cast them on on curve. Mm. Uh, it, it, yes, it seems reasonably straightforward magic. Like I, I think people yeah. are going to be doing more complicated things than they need to because they see all this potential, like cross right. synergy. But I think like, it mostly sucks. So, like, for example, yeah. like we talked about cross synergy between surveilling and undergrowth, mm-hmm. that doesn't really exist because I don't want to put. Like if I surveil something. I would like to put creatures on the top of my deck so I don't draw land. So then if you're like, oh, but it makes my undergrowth card better, you then give yourself a worse draw step so your undergrowth is like worth one point more. Yeah, or something. Uh-huh. Yeah. So I think it's very, that's, that's a real trap. So mm-hmm. don't focus too much on clever synergies. Just play good cards for the pre-release. I think maybe in you know maybe in a month's time we'll have figured out how to do these things exactly. Mm-hmm. But uh, I would steer well clear for the pre-release. And so, and what's a, what's general rules for good cards? It's like you, yeah, that you is that, that is a bit lazy for me to say. Yeah. So, <laughs> but, I mean, yeah, but, but there is the things that you can look at, isn't it? There's like there's vanilla cards test, good power, and, power and toughness that can do something that's uh, around about the, the same manner, right. but also they usually tend to do something else as well. I want the they... card to be good by itself. Like I don't want yeah. to be relying on drawing any specific combination. Yeah. Yeah. of cards um i think that's probably the best test for what i'm what i'm using the terms good cut the term good cards for mm. there um yeah i mean if- i've just seen i seem to think see that the good players are always playing cards that it's just not like a, a four mana four four or something like that it's right. a four mana four four that does this when it enters the battlefield right. or has something else to it as well so it we gives you a bit more particular- a few more options or a bit more strength in other right. areas. I think specifically good players, the, the thing that the best players tend to do with sealed that is unusual is that they tend to be more disciplined about curve. Mm. That's probably the, because they, and they know what the curve should look like, which changes in every format. We don't know what that is for this set yet because mm. I don't know it hasn't come out yet. Yeah. but I think that's that that ends up being more important later on. Yeah. Like in uh, in in Gate Crash, I, I think most people knew that it was going to be reasonably aggressive, but right. then that ended up being the format where two drop was king right. so you just you wanted eight, that's what your curve should look like eight two drops yeah. and like you could just build a bad looking sealed deck with yeah. a bunch of commons but if you had all the two drops you could just curve out and so they know what the couldn't. curve should look like and they're willing to play even crappy two drops because they know they need that many yeah. even if a, so they'll know when to forego the option that looks best but i think that's for you know professionals a month into the format yeah mm-hmm. if you're playing the pre for everyone and for anyone who's playing a pre-release in general like just just play generic cards. Just look at this three, card. Four. Yeah, free in a vacuum. And if it's good, you can play it. You know? Yeah. yeah. Big numbers are good. Yeah. yeah. And small numbers on costs are generally good if they have big numbers compared I, to I them. honestly think for Sealed, like, I, I'm just going to... I would I'll just leave that out. Big mm-hmm. numbers are good. Cool. Yeah. That's how I would play Sealed at a pre-release. Sealed. Cool, yeah. cool. All right. Any, any, other, any other things we want to touch on that you feel like, uh, you know, you wanted to... You, you'd, you'd tell someone if they were, you'd, you'd tell tell your son if he was walking through in a pre-release and you were just going to drop him off and walk away. You'd say before he went in there, "Don't play green." I <laughs> know. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Now, Timmy, what's it? Oh, yeah, pat, uh, pat on the back and say, "Keep an eye out for." I, I think the green guilds are weaker. No, no. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, <laughs> by pure chance, David. <laughs> You've solved it. Do, do we want to have the assassins' trophy discussion? You know, this whole. Uh, oh yeah, okay. Guild. What we're okay. talking about. When I, I think, did I start it by saying, or oh, did we do this on air or off air? You know what I'm saying about the, the value? Are people value? Oh, yeah. So we, we did talk about it a, a little money. on the thing, but yeah. what we really want to say is we don't 
think that gill packs are a good idea because oh, they, yeah, so. <laughs> they they stick you down a road and all it leads to is feel bad moments you come in wanting a guild and you don't get the guild that you want then you have to play this guild you didn't want to do you had you had a tie mm. to that thing it's either you do it random or everyone gets what they want and not everyone can get what they want so you should do it random but then it's like if i could have gotten it is it one i want to play is it and I didn't, then I just feel bad the whole and if time. You, and if like, you're brand I just don't new. think it's that. I mean, I ultimately think that is a little overstated just because, I mean, it's one pack out of six. It's not like. I mean, it, you can it still is, play, but it's, yeah. it's not yeah. how it feels. Right. And, and yeah. especially when you, when you open that pack and you open all these Golgari cards and then you open the rest of it and it doesn't fit right. really with the thing. Then you go, then you feel like slightly. Right. That's, that's never as bad, but like. It feels like you threw a whole booster pack away. Oh, you did. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you sure did. Uh, but I we've all thrown booster packs away. I don't, I don't like this from the first player point of view. You know, like if you come in and you just want to, you know, being told, oh, I come on a pre-release, it's pretty casual. Everyone sits down, looks at the cards and builds a deck. And that's mostly, that's mostly true. Yeah. But in this scenario, you might be at a table where there's this huge fist fight over the cards and a big trading thing goes on. And you're like, well, I don't know what any of this means. Yeah. And you just get this pack and no one seems to want it. Yeah, instantly before you've even busted open your boosters, you can feel like well, I don't know because I, I feel got... like they're pretty casual. If you're casual, it's just kind of I don't know. You just open it a pack, man. Yeah, like, but I think there's sure. doesn't have to be the one. Everyone like, hey, I got this, and you go, well, that's not the one I've got. Should I? Also, feel I'll sad? be straight up. Most most magic players who think they know what they're doing don't know what they're doing. So like, <laughs> well, you don't even have to feel bad if you didn't get yeah. the one they wanted because people are usually wrong this early, and that's okay. Like people yeah. are gonna yeah. be wrong. And, that's, and that game. was my point earlier on about the this perceived value. You know, people will right. say, this one's what I want to get because I'm looking for a particular card, right. which is of a particular value. But right. it might stink to play and you might lose all day or just have miserable well, I, well, games. I just think that's silly. Because, yeah. because, but you might, yeah. we might, it might be like the right now the, the um, pre-release pack that's seeded the worst might be just really fun. And that might be yeah. a good color combination sure, just yeah. to play with. And you yeah. have fantastic, a fantastic yeah. weekend playing that all weekend. Well, long. yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll just say straight up, like, you know, with specifics that you're probably talking about the Golgari guild, which has yeah. the highest monetary value in it. But I think it's not a very strong guild. But mm. the thing is, like, if any of the other guilds, if picking a non-Golgari guild would give you, on average, one more win in your flight, that's an extra two packs. And that's worth way more than, yeah, like, the difference between true. a Golgari yeah. pack and mm-hmm. it is a pack. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, you, I don't even gonna... think it makes sense on a monetary level to be, uh, on, a, on any level, to be picking uh, packs based on, uh, you know, what the value of the cards is. Mm. Like, yeah. that just shoots yourself in the foot. Just pick you know, a guild that you're going to play well mm-hmm. or a guild that is stronger. I don't know which exactly are the strongest, but I also imagine if you enjoy playing the deck that you will play it better. Mm. That I, might be worth an extra win. I love yeah. playing decks that uh, I, I just wouldn't intuitively normal play yeah. or aim for and end up playing... Yeah. You know, like when you draft and you just end up in this in a color combination and you think, well, right. I'm not, I'm, I don't really know what to do in this. And you have a great time because you know certain certain cards are just combo and you go oh i didn't see that working with yeah, this and yeah. all of a sudden you're having fun with these cards that it's not really your thing yeah. you know i mean like mm-hmm. well fundamentally like when you go to the pre-release you're paying for an experience you should just for sure yeah, yeah. it's an event right? <laughs> mm. yeah I, i'm gonna sit down and pre-release and take whatever i get given and build that and, and have fun with it like yeah if I get Golgari, I'll be like, oh, I don't want to play Golgari. But then I might open an Assassin's Trophy. But so. I mean, it's also that, I mean, sometimes, I mean, part of the challenge of Sealed is that you do not always get to choose. I mean, if you intend on playing other Sealed events, perhaps, mm. or just more limited in general, you don't get to choose everything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's okay to 
It no, does, it's, it shows that's a, a good argument, right? isn't it? Because right. like when you sit down to draft, it's not like you're guaranteed yeah. a, a certain I've had to go offline all the time in playing limited. Like, in fact, I think most of my best drafts have been ones where I've had to go offline, and mm-hmm. I find that very enjoyable. That's a great yeah. part about playing limited magic. So, so it's like test your skills like, as well, isn't it? It's yeah. like, all right, well, how am I going to make this work? Yeah, I think that's more interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 All right, cool, cool. So, have we done it? Are we, are I think so. I think, I think so. Yeah. yeah. Well, we, the, the, we've really shot away from talking about mythics or rares, but like that will be dumb. That will be over the next many months. Yeah. We will be also, talking about be those. We'd forever. probably be wrong about a bunch of them. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. So, like, <laughs> well, the, way, the way this one works because it's right on the end of the the um, the month. We'll be back in two weeks anyway to, to report in on how yeah, it's gone. Yeah, we'll I'll have drafted it about twenty times since then. I think. That's yeah. ridiculous. You're going to do a video? That's like a week. That's 20 drafts in a week. In two weeks? In two weeks. No, because like, this is not... This is... Uh, oh, on no, Magic Online. Oh, yeah. Oh, is it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's on Magic Maybe Online on the Sunday of the... So you get like a week and a half. Right? Oh, yeah. 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 20 good is news, a lot. Good news, yeah. list. I'll do like is that five the to of, ten. <laughs> the yeah. middle of October will still be in the middle of October. That is guaranteed. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I was just thinking... Oh, my God. Yeah, I was telling you. Remember when I told Aaron and Mishka that they draft just as much as people practicing for a pro tour? And then I was like, oh, but I'm so bad. So, great. Mishka couldn't be here tonight because he's drafting online. I believe it. Because he's doing an assignment. He's doing an assignment, apparently. All right, a uh, bit of bit of this music. Here we go. Nits and Trues. Nits and Trues. This is also the name of our company, Aaron. Yeah, it's registered on the Australian oh, business. Really, really yeah. Nits and Trues, <laughs> PTYLTD. Yeah. So everyone, everyone from the Bureau of, Bureau of uh, Taxation, Taxation Department, yeah. they have to say it's, it's going to it's going to come I, up on I can imagine it's going to be have the same reaction to me. I'm going like, what the hell are Neats and Twos? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then my business email address is Aaron Neats, and then his is David Twos, and people oh. just going to think it's our last name. Oh, yeah. like, oh, I mean, Twos was always tilting, because I thought you were just talking about Travis Wu, but you know. Oh, yeah. T-Woo, yeah, T-Woo. Anyway, besides all that, we bought a store, and it's in Morley, so if you're in WA and you're near Morley... Morley Good Games is rocking now. We made it pretty. We're making it pretty. Mate, it's good. Uh, we can't... There's board games on the shelves. I'm stiff and sore from a week of uh, hard work painting and building. And, yeah. And I am sort of so stuff. tired. Uh, I just tired. go to bed and then I go back to the store right after I wake up. Yeah. So we're doing, we're doing a lot of work on it. So hopefully that's, it's really pretty and good fun for you. So mm-hmm. if you're in that neighborhood, uh, please drop by. And... Uh, Big big news! It's uh, pre-release weekend. Oh my god! It's pre-release weekend. Ooh. Who? Oh, that really oh, snuck so up on me. That's why we were doing. Oh, yeah. that's what this is all for. <laughs> Crazy days. What does PPPP stand for? PPPP. Uh, that's what a pre-release preparation podcast. I don't know what the other P <laughs> is. It three P's, four P's. This, this is always is a, t- a big discussion. That thing from the Simpsons is like preparation. Pre- Wait, so pre- pre-release pre- preparation podcast. podcast. Yeah, of course. Pre-release preparation podcast pack. I thought oh, it was like a pack. Four P's. Four P's. Four peas in a pod. It's a nailed on three, but I'd like to see it have four. I think three, just... three is aesthetically more pleasing. It is. Mm-hmm. That's why I want to go for four, because it's a bit, it's a, it's ooh, a bit, it's a bit heavy jarring. the tail end. Yeah, it's like, why so many peas? They must have really been necessary. Mm. Uh, so because of all, of all of the above, the store and the pre-release coming up, we haven't done much research on news. So write to us at podcast at sevenlandhand.com if you have any news. Yeah. You want to tell us a funny story, tell us about your pre-release. Mm. Anything. Uh, and we'll send you out a badge if we talk about it on edge, on air, on edge, on edge. Yeah, yeah I'm on edge. I'm on the edge of my seat. Yeah. Uh, so oh, this is coming out Friday. The Gloomhaven podcast, which we might, may or may not have already recorded, <laughs> will be out on the first, I think, on Monday. Yeah. So that's cool. That's. Yeah. 
This is our favorite for the thing we already did. Yeah. This is our fir- this is our favorite board game for a long time. Isn't this it? is yeah, and it's yeah. the world's favorite board game. Of it the is last the world's favorite. Yeah. Well. That's that's a very big. It's that, always, it's it is literally very big. We're roughly about. It's, that is um, a big board it's game. huge. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah, we're roughly about forty eight hours in. And we're less, play t- play less, than, time, yeah. less than twenty percent of the way through it, and we would Whoa. we would play it now if we had the time. Yeah, oh, we wouldn't God, fall asleep would in five it. minutes. Yeah, you definitely don't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, look look forward to that. Uh, there'll be more details on it in the podcast, and then uh, we'll come back in about a fortnight's time, mid October. Let's see how Gills of Ravnica is doing. Woo! Okay. Yeah. Yay, 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 yay. All right. Uh, other than that, we will just play a bit of outro music and uh, try to stay awake. Yeah. yeah. Um. What uh? What's your favorite standard deck you've been playing with? You know, you know I'm not going to answer any questions. What, Anthony, what's your like? Like, what if you sleeve, could just what, what sleeves are you using? How are your sleeves? Because they're the best for their for, like in terms of what sort of deck are those sleeves on? Hmm? What sort of deck are those sleeves on? I mean, I've been testing online, so uh, oh, <laughs> so they're just they're just empty. So <laughs> when you were testing standard in this last week for the for like the pro tour and all your friends <laughs> and like your world champion, what deck was it? Oh, for Worlds, that was a previous standard format. No, 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 so no. We for talking. the new standard format. I'd love for you to be able to just talk a little bit about the cool new standard stuff you've got. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> Anthony what? Lee telling us about new standard. Here we go. And oh, it's, it. <laughs> there we go. Wow. What's your, Compelling what's your favorite, stuff. What's your favorite playmat at the moment? Oh, what's what's I the think image? One um, of the champion playmats, probably. Yeah, uh, we're from. Uh, oh yeah, he won. He won all of the store championships. Oh, did you? <laughs> Back it was, to- it's kind of so. I, I won uh, uh, one from Stratagem and one from Cannington. Right. Um, and I kind of wanted to win one from Rabble Master as well, but there's a PPD who had Quenda that I didn't. You win, and didn't you win the Final Fantasy <laughs> thing as well? Uh, no, I think I qualified. That, that was a pass down. That was a pass so down. I, I won five other events. Okay. I didn't win that one. Oh. Yeah. He came second, and then that the guy way. who won yeah. didn't want to go, so Athletic had to go. Oh, to go yeah. I think it's third and the first and second. <laughs> oh, really? It's a oh, very funny. strange system. That is very strange. Yeah. yeah. If only PTQs worked like that, I'd have gone to more original mm. PTQs. Well, that's why, that's why I didn't play the, the one at Rabble. I was actually torn about going to the last PTQ. Oh, really? Or the third. Yeah. Because I've never won three. I've won two in a row, but I've never won three. That was special. <laughs> that well, was just... Anthony doesn't play pre-release events, so um, you can go. He and... does. I do. do you? Yeah. I thought you. He plays two at a giant. You don't play two at a giant. I love helping deck building because deck building is really interesting. Yeah. But and then he leaves. Playing, <laughs> actually, playing is like kind of a drag. It's a big political impatient. nightmare. Yeah. 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 So maybe just go and play two at a giant somewhere because you'll be Anthony Lee safe, and you know he won't win. Because he won't be there. Yeah, well, he will have helped someone else build their deck and then they'll use that deck to smash you. you. Yeah. yeah, whoever's listening. Yeah, I'll help that's you. it. <laughs> Alright, look for a, a, a shortish Asian man in a Haruya har- har- shirt, yeah. probably. Yeah. Green hoodie. Green yeah. hoodie. Yeah. The same one you're wearing now. Fantastic. That's Goodbye. the best tip of the night.